0: Uh, My name is Lyric Sunset, as always, and you are listening to the Maps and Graps podcast, episode eight. I can't believe I'm already on episode eight. Like, this was just, like, a really good or bad idea, depending on who you are, a couple weeks ago. And, like, I'm just, like, now this is just my weekly routine and recording this, and I have such a blast doing this show because I feel like it pushes me to watch more wrestling and study more wrestling, which is never a bad thing over here. But today... I am joined by a very special guest, my good friend, Day. I'm going to let her introduce herself because I'm so excited for her to be here.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Day. Um, I am pretty new to wrestling. I only started watching late December 2021. Um, But, you know, I fell in love with it immediately. And I actually met lyric because we're going to forbidden door together we We met through a a mutual friend shout out journey um and actually like because of like you know things like new japan and stuff like that i've just been so like i've been invested into wrestling so much more than like i ever was in this past couple years because just like i don't know i started falling off a little bit (laughs) like which is wild because i'd only been into it for like a year but (laughs) like, something about New Japan just really reignited my love for wrestling, but, yeah, so I'm kind of, like, on lyrics boat, where I'm just kind of, like, I want to watch all the wrestling everywhere, all the time, (laughs) but, yeah, that's basically who I am, I'm Day, I watch wrestling, a lot of it, that's it.
0: (laughs) I am, I feel exactly the same way, like, obviously, I have been watching wrestling for 16 years, um, but... I have recently, only recently, just started like exploring wrestling, like all sides of it. Uh, I have like this goofy smile on my face because I just, I just fucking love it. Um,
1: <laughs> and That's so um, cute, though.
0: <laughs> thanks. Um, but recently, like just getting into Japanese wrestling has honestly changed my life. Like I love reading about it, love writing about it, love watching it. Um, it's just been a good thing. And New Japan has been like the apple of my eye recently too. Um, I still love you, AEW. You have my heart still, but New Japan this year has been The first, um, actually the time that we met in person was at New Japan Capital Collision. Um, Great show. Um, And so before we get into this episode, which is going to be a summer preview Um, There's so many great shows that's going to be happening this summer across New Japan, across Stardom, across AEW, across the Indies. Um, And we just want to, like, you know, just get briefly into some of them. Obviously, some of these shows will get their own preview episode or recap episode later because they're so big, namely like the Forbidden Doors of the world. Um, And so... That we're gonna get deep into it, but this is a perfect time to talk about, like, you know, who are who do we think are going to be the MVPs of the summer? Who are going to be breakout stars? What are some of the dream matches we would like to see in a perfect world? But before I get in, into any of that, there has actually been quite a lot that's happened in the last couple of days in the New Japan Oof. World. Namely, Best of the Super Juniors tournament since my last episode, as well as the New Japan Resurgence show, which um, obviously these come out, these episodes come out on Thursday, but we're recording this on a Monday, so that means that that show was actually last night, so not even the full 24 hours ago for us. So let's get right into it, starting with Best of the Super Juniors. This tournament has cranked up the heat. Like, it started off a lot of fun, and it's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. But these last couple nights, I feel like everybody has brought it. Like,
1: yeah. can you
0: agree on that? I feel like not oh, just, absolutely,
1: not absolutely. even just the
0: people that we expect to have the ba- the banger matches. Not even just the speed balls of the world. Not even just the you know the Leo rushes. I feel like everybody mm-hmm. has brought it, and so. What have been some of your favorite matches of the tournament? Like, who have you had your eye on?
1: Um, I have to say, like, obviously we know that, like, Hiromu Takahashi is him. Like, that's period, point blank. But, and I know this was the very first match of the tournament, but Hiromu versus Speedball was such, Feels like, so good. That's, a, that's how you open up a tournament. Like, that is... It's been in my mind since it happened. Like I was, I woke up at five in the morning for that. I was like, no way am I miss, I need to watch this live. And I was not disappointed. And it's just like, that, that, that that was kind of like the standout match for me. And it's kind of a cop-out answer because it was the very first match of the tournament, but it just really like left an impact on me. Um, Cause like, this is my first battle of super junior that I'm ever experiencing. Um, And, Like I said, that's a hell of a way to open up a tournament. It was just so good. Um, I also really enjoyed... um, Gosh, I'm trying to remember. Um, God, there were so many good matches. Like, I can't even... (laughs) It's
0: it's been a ton. So don't feel bad for not being... Like, I'm actually going through my Twitter right now to, like, pull up. Because I know I've been tweeting about all of them.
1: Yeah, you have. I wish I could be... I could have, like, I could be as, like, organized as that. But, like, sometimes I'll try, I'll start a thread and I just get so (laughs) lost in the show that I completely forget to update my thread just because I'm, like, so, so into it.
0: I have to write it down or else I'm going to forget that. I'm just, yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm so, like, terrible Mm -hmm. at remembering things. I have to write it down just so I I can have, like, some recollection of, like, and also, like, the nights start to bleed together too. So it's just like I need to know like, okay, this one was this day.
1: So this one was night four. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. By night three, it's like all the nights just start to like Yeah together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought of another one. Um, El Desperado versus Yo was
0: oh, Yeah.
1: So good. And I love that match, especially because I feel like it brought out the like inner charisma that I, f- that like. I, I don't know much about Yo, but from what I've heard other people say, he, he was just kind of there for a lot of people. But watching that match, like, I was, I would never think that. Like, it just brought in – he just – oh, my God. He just, like, exploded with charisma, like, when he kissed Despie on the head. And, like, he was just playing <laughs> around with Despi the entire time. And, like, I don't – it just – I really enjoyed their dynamic in that match. So that's also another standout for me.
0: Yeah, I feel like – so for Yo specifically – I feel like he started to have his coming out party last at the very end of last year in Mm -hmm. junior tag league when he teamed up with Leo Rush and you'll hear commentary talking about it a lot. Like he learned a lot of charisma from Mm -hmm. Leo Rush. And ever since, I don't know what really occurred, but ever since junior tag league, those two teaming up, they obviously wrestled, um, Akira and, um, TJP at Wrestle Kingdom, they lost. Um, but ever since, I, and I'd say for both of them, it's just been like the switch click for them, both as singles wrestlers as well. But especially, yo, like, I I think I tweet this every time yo wrestles, I have no idea what he's doing. I have <laughs> no idea what he's doing. I have no idea what he's about to talk about this. I have no idea what he's about to do, say, where. Act like he's just, and it's like when Yo just shakes his head. And he's just like, mm-hmm. I, I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're right though. You're right. like, he's he's very unpredictable lately, or I guess from what yeah. I've seen again. But like, I love that though. I love it. Like, I love when I I don't know what you're gonna do because it keeps me on my toes and it's exciting for me. So he's definitely somebody that like I've enjoyed watching. Like he first caught my eye when. The very first, like, this was my introduction to New Japan, was going to Rumble on 44th Street with my friend Hannah. Um, We were going for her birthday. I had never watched any New Japan ever. And I just accompanied her to the show, and I fell in love. I was like, this is incredible. Like, oh, my God. And then I saw Yo, and I was like, who is this little man? And then I Googled him, and he's like, almost 40, or is 40. And I'm like, what? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah. So I was like but he was awesome then. And I'm just kind of like, like seeing him f- like then, like he was, he was just kind of like there, you know, he was cool, but like, you know, he was there and seeing him now, I'm like, whoa, like this is a completely different guy. So I've loved seeing his growth, like in this tournament. Cause it, it's like, like he's just, he's really somebody that I got my eye on for sure. Yeah.
0: People, I feel like different people have grown on me at different times. Like, okay, now that I had it all pulled up, well, I think this was night eight speedball versus Doki. Doki made me into a believer during this tournament. I don't think I will really, obviously, I'd seen Doki matches, but I, they had mm-hmm. never really stood out to me. And maybe I had, I just hadn't seen enough singles. Doki mm-hmm. matches. Typically, like he's in, you know, tag or multi man situation with the other just five guys. But that Doki chokey move, brilliant. <laughs> I don't even think that's the real name of it. I think that's just what Kevin and Kelly calls it. Doki Choki. Doki Choki. <laughs>
1: oh, that's really that's funny, actually.
0: brilliant. Um, speedball's been amazing. Um, those two together were fantastic. There was a point where, like, where Speedball hits his finisher. You can literally hear Doki's back crack.
1: Oh, my God. Anytime like speedball hits the ultimate weapon on anyone i'm just like it's i see like the mortal combat like bones <laughs> breaking like in yeah, my, yeah. Well, seriously every time and it's either oh, like no. it's either like their opponent their their bones break or like their shins break because they hit the mat and i'm just it's ultimate weapon is such a like savage finisher like it's insane so like i remember that moment vividly like I can't, like you said, the nights were kind of bleeding together, but I do remember watching that match. But that moment when Speedball's shins went into Doki, I, that is vivid.
0: Right here, um, TJP um, versus Taguchi. Now, this is my thing about Taguchi. I I almost hate that he got knocked out mathematically so early because, like, based off of commentary and just general, basically all everything that I've been reading because I wasn't really familiar with him as much before this, these are some of the best matches of his career in a long time. Like, um, from what I've gathered, he had transitioned into more of a comedy wrestler type of gimmick. Mm-hmm. But this, for this tournament, tournament he um, pledged that he would be like completely serious and just wrestle. And just wrestle, yes, he has. He has been absolutely solid. TJP has been solid. Hmm. But he's always solid. So, like, that doesn't surprise me. That match was good. Kevin Knight versus Dan Maloney was awesome. I think that that was Kevin Knight's best matchup to this point. I think every time he gets in the ring with more experienced talent and is able mm-hmm. to show his stuff, I think he's awesome. And also, like, his vertical is nuts. Like,
1: he got hops,
0: he just <laughs> lingers in the air.
1: He doesn't know what gravity is like at he all. He
0: just hangs there. He
1: not just at all.
0: jumps up and hangs there.
1: Yeah, it's it's like it's like honestly like inhuman the way he just like is in the air, like, he could just like stop time and just be in the air. It's not like he's he's another person. Like because I'm I'm very new to a lot of these people. Like you were talking about Suguchi just now. The only thing I knew about Suguchi before be- uh, Best of Super Juniors was he wore he wears like really bright green tights. <laughs> <laughs> and like he like you said he is like the funny guy and so like knowing that he went into this being like trying to be serious about everything it, i agree with you it is kind of sad that he just like got knocked out because like it's kind of like damn like he was trying to be serious and like he just got ruled out so quick like give him something give him like two points or something well, he
0: a, like he is a veteran so like he's gotten his moment in the sun
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is the super juniors if not if i'm not mistaken he's either a former winner or a former runner-up so you know this is his 20th so i don't think anybody expected him to win
1: oh absolutely not but damn give him something give him like a little two points like a here yeah
0: he could at least got two points like that was you know zero is
1: just that's so sad that was
0: rude um also let's see what else fuck house of torture like yeah i just want to say this Dude, I don't know. Who keeps booking this? And, like, obviously, we were supposed to get to this part later in the show talking about, like, resurgence. But uh, with Aussie open, with Mark Davis now being injured, and, like, my heart is broken. Let me tell I you. Know. I, I fell out to my knees on the log, All of it. Like, uh, my I- stomach
1: literally dropped when, like, As soon as I heard him say it's not for a good reason, when he said, I said, Kyle, don't don't do this this to me. (laughs) Kyle, don't do this.
0: I've been, because you know what? I should have known better because Kyle or Mark, they typically don't wrestle singles matches even without each other at all. Like, they always, they're either always in each other's corner. Like, you know, they always have each Mm -hmm. other. That's just how the United Empire period works. Like, people always are back, you know, typically. And so... I should have known something when he showed up on AEW without Mark. But, like, God damn, like, Aussie Open, what is we going to do now? Like, <laughs> I'm, sorry. This like, I'm a moment. sorry. I'm sorry, guys. But, like, respectfully on the traditional tag team front, this has not been, like, a standout year for tag team wrestling. Like, I feel like last year we had multiple teams that were just killing it. But Aussie Open really has not been the best team in the world. I, I don't care. Uh, I, I
1: agree. Just, I agree. FTR has
0: heartily. not. A, FTR has not had a standout match this year. They have not. They have not had that. You like you know, last year there were plenty of them. They they had plenty of them. Briscoes are no longer a team. We're really sad about it. I got my rest in peace, Jay Briscoe shirt on right now. Rest in peace. To so have like. You. And then, like you know, swerving our glory no longer a tag team. The claim in the trios division, like I, I just, you know, you know who we have as a tag team: Okada and Tanahashi. They and they're a trio now. With mm-hmm. so, yep, what is we gonna do? I, I don't, I, I don't know. I said all this to say I got off track. It's okay. How it's to torture wins those belts.
1: Listen, I <laughs> I will be I will book a flight to Japan and I will personally fist fight. Nah, <laughs> I'm like, responsible for this because <laughs> it is not only it's not here's the thing it's not only the IWGP but it's also the New Japan Strong belt so they'd be double champs if they won
0: and that means they'd be coming to America.
1: No, no, bro, please, no. like spare us, spare us, like no. Please.
0: Um, so I just wanted to say that. Uh, moving on to Clark Connors versus El Desperado, very hard hitting match. I don't know why I expected any different from these two. As I've said before, the uh, on this show, the heel turn on Clark Connors has worked for him. I agree. He's been in Bullet Club, very well. And also, I, I just have a theory. I think Gato likes Clark Connors. He might like him more than he liked David Finlay. And what? I. I don't know. I'm not saying right now, but I could see down the line, you know, him taking the reins, you know, somebody I else. See,
1: you know, I see the vision lyric. I see it. I see it. Though I am, I am bitter about Clark Connors inclusion because of who he replaced, but I see it. Like, I could definitely see it. He, I think he fits the image of Bullet Club really well. I think that he could be that savage leader that David Finley claims he wants to be. I'm sorry, we even talked about this lyric where I told you that I don't believe David Finley when he's like, I'm a savage, and I'm this and this and this, and you're like, you know what, give him time, give him time, and I'm like, I right, maybe he'll make me eat my words. I don't know, like, maybe we'll see. I like, think, So here's my
0: thing, and I told you this about, like, David Finley. Yeah. I think that that is the story. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. the story. David Finley is insecure. That's the story. Like, I don't think it's, I think that's the point, like, He's paranoid. He's telling us that I am replacing all these people. I'm putting all these people in because I need savages and killers. But we who have seen Bullet Club over the ages, like, we know mm-hmm. that he is replacing and changing all these people up because all the old heads would never respect him. And so, like, he's insecure. And so, I think that that's the story. He doesn't believe himself yet. And so of course we don't believe him. Of course. He's on, he's on a journey to start believing in himself. And like it's and that's why he's had to find new people. Like, think about it. Clark Connors is from the LA Dojo. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even in Japan for the longest. Like, you know, like he just really started, you know, regularly coming to Japan. And right. so these are all, you know, it's people. Kenta primarily performs in the US now. Like, you know, think about who's in the Bullet Club, like right now. So I think that that is the story.
1: I think that's actually a good um, like theory that that is a story because that I could very well see that playing out because that's how I see him. It's just insecure like he's not this savage that he thinks he is. And I, I can see that definitely being the story. So I think you're on to something there. Um, which honestly, I kind of like that that it's like it's different. Um, it's not like, yeah, I'm this big, tough person and I'm taking over and then they get ousted by somebody else and it's like a cycle. It's more so like you can see someone's insecurities slowly taking over either negatively where they get like, you know, overshadowed or, you know, overthrown in that way or they kind of grow out of that and actually do develop into somebody that we believe to be a savage. So it could go either way and I would be interested to seeing that. Like, I'm gonna give them a little bit more time. I'm still got beef.
0: But I, still I think I think that like we have to remind ourselves most bullet club leaders in history, it didn't make sense right away, you know,
2: like
0: mm. it didn't make sense when they first took over. like it's supposed to be a rebel faction. These are hostile takeovers. These mm-hmm. are not passings of the torch, you know, like yeah. these are hostile takeovers. These are supposed to be disruptive changes like that completely yeah. alter the course of the industry. So I look at it like that. And also I think like Gato is very interesting here because like I listen to the commentary very closely one because I think Kevin Kelly is like one of the best if not I probably my favorite commentator in the game. He's a, just overly informative and for a nerd like me I live for that. But he talks about how he, he has a theory that like David Finley is just his figurehead, that all of them are just figureheads. But Gato is the one who makes the decisions because we find out that Gato was behind him attacking Switchblade. And then like even watching Best of the Super Juniors, look who Gato does not aco- accompany Taiji Ishimori, but he accompanies Clark Connors. And what does he do on the sideline? Do this, do that, no chaser, no
1: chase. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, though. I actually never noticed that. Gero never comes out with Ishimori. I never noticed that. No chesa, no chesa. Again, again. That is true. Didn't that cost him a match the other day?
0: did it cost him yeah it did
1: it, it, it did i forgot who he was going yeah, against, but i he... forgot which one it was but yeah
0: it did cost
1: him a match the other day so That's like interesting
0: theory, not like you know maybe none of them are in control
1: oh wait i see it no because that that actually makes a lot of sense like you know gato is the puppeteer and they're all his puppets he's controlling the strings Absolutely. But he's letting them think, like, he's letting David Finley think, like, yeah, yeah, you're the leader for now. But, like, you know, that kind of thing. I see it. Yeah. And Ooh. also,
0: I have, and then another thing that you said before I get back to Sub super genius. I think, May, you know, even if we don't like how it happened, I do think that it was time for E.L.P. to leave. Like, mm-hmm. he has been, he's been a Bullet Club faithful. And I think that he's been like, you know, a fan favorite for a long time, but he's also did most of that work as a member of the junior heavyweight um, division. This is his first super junior um, tournament that he hasn't participated in right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think, like, with the move to the heavyweight division, I think he needed a major change. And I think also, like, he doesn't need Bullet Club anymore. Like, he's a fan favorite. And I think it showed when he came out at Wrestling Dontaku like, no, the fans don't just like him because he was in Bullet Club. The fans love e- um, El Fantasma. Period. Like, yeah. And that's whether he's in New Japan, whether he's at Forbidden Door, whether he's a wrestling revolver. It doesn't matter. Stateside, Japan, people love ELP. And I feel like you know, for a lot of people, for you to cross into that next level, Bullet Club needs to be your stepping stone, not your tombstone. I definitely stole that from P Valley. But, um... That's Uncle, a word. Uncle Clifford has, um, a rule, and P-Valley said, let this pole be your stepping stone, not your tombstone. Mm. So in P-Valley. P- um, but that's neither here nor there.
1: I mean, I... Here's the thing, is, I know, like, I'm a pretty new fan to El Fantasma. Like, I only really started paying attention to him after, um... Sakura Genesis when he got kicked out like mm-hmm. I, I knew about him because I obviously went to Rumble and I saw his entrance and I was like that motherfucker's cool wait can we curse me <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to like you know, but yeah, I saw him and I was like that motherfucker cool because like he had this neon jacket or whatever and then I saw he got kicked out of like Bullet Club at Sakura Soccer Genes- Soccer Genesis was it yeah mm-hmm. and I felt so bad because of the way it happened because like especially like the Ishimori part, like that messed me up. I was like, that, that was foul. It was, was foul.
0: I'm not saying that it should have happened like that. that
1: yeah, was but I do agree that um, it it was time for him to leave, especially because like, I, I remember seeing clips, like after I went back to watch after Sakura Genesis, he had those like little moments where he was exhibiting quote unquote face behaviors, like giving t-shirts to kids or like patting kids on the head, like being nice to the fans. And like people really liked that. And I just think, EOP, like, EOP is just an easy person to like. Like, an easy Very. wrestler to like. So I, I do like the face turn. Like, I love it. I'm, I'm I'm here for it. It's just the way it happened was real foul. But, like, I get it. it. It's it's character development, which I always love. And I'm just excited to see where he goes from here, honestly. Because he's definitely one of my favorites, for sure. You know this. <laughs>
0: well, we don't have too much longer to find out. Um, Dominion is soon. We'll be talking about that. But... Um, moving on to the rest of night eight. Um, we had oh, yeah, Titan pinned Leah Rush. That was a great match. That was a great match, and I did not expect Titan to win. And also, Titan has also picked up quite a few wins. Kevin Kelly did talk about this on commentary of just like he's been picking up wins, but it's also been kind of like low key because I guess a lot of people, have, I, I feel like there's a few people in this tournament that that. Very few people have been paying attention to, and mm. he's definitely one of them. Of just like b- blink, and he's already picked up what four or so wins, and nobody was really paying attention. Um, And then the last match. Oh wait, no, that wasn't the last match of the night. This felt like the last match at night because so <laughs> the and nights
1: this, are blurring together. <laughs>
0: and that was Kushida versus Hiromu.
1: Oh my God. Bro, wait, that the one? that's the one where they ended up outside, right? Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. why are we in the grass? What's going on?
0: <laughs> that was nuts. And you want to know what's crazy? That was right after. And I kid you, right, not right after. Yeah, it was a solid six to eight hours right after Dynamite went off. We just saw Roger Strong and Chris Jericho end up outside. Yes. Out. And so it was like, what is y'all on today?
1: Why is everybody outside? Like, what's, what's going on? Outside? <laughs> like,
0: why are you literally touching grass? I feel like maybe, <laughs> I feel like you know, maybe this is like you know, pro wrestlers trying to send a message to the internet wrestling community go
1: outside, touch grass, go outside. outside y'all, if we can grass. touch grass while wrestling, you can do it while doing nothing.
0: Hey, um. that's a word. <laughs>
1: that's the word. No, for real. Like some of these yeah. wrestling fans really do need to touch grass. Like, yeah,
0: some of y'all really do need to touch grass, dead ass.
1: Oof. Um, ooh, that came that, out. With, that match was good. That I, came out with a little forceful. <laughs> I mean, listen, we got to be honest, okay? Listen, but that match, um, Kushida to me, okay. Again, I'm new to these people. Like I'm new to everyone here. Me, like a lot of the people here. Um, but I look at him and I just see like a big bear of a man. Like he just looks so sweet in the face, right? <laughs> Not in this match, baby. Not in the match with Hiromu. He, like, they were on fire. Like, it it was, I feel like that brought out something that I personally haven't seen out of um, Kushida, even though I haven't seen much of him. But, like, it didn't make me think of him as, like, a little bear of a man. Like, I'm just like, okay, he had a little, he got a little savage in him. Okay. Like, he, he got hands. So I really enjoyed that match. It was just like, I just enjoy anything that Hiro Takahashi does, to be honest. Like he's also another one of my favorites. Like I love him. He's cunt, he's camp, he's he's everything. Like
0: yeah, that's a great oh, way to describe him, actually. Like he's very camp.
1: He's very like, camp.
0: Very camp. Um, I felt I I like I, I love this match. I so the thing about Kushida, I think one there's two things happening in this match. Like, so number one, Kushida, this is his first tournament in five years. He went off to WWE and like many Japanese talent, he was mismanaged very poorly. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Kushida lost his confidence while he was in WWE um, with how he was treated, like, you know, how he was booked. And also, like, he wasn't treated like the star that he was, you know, in Japan. I think he lost a lot of that type of confidence that he had Mm -hmm. because he was just so beloved in Japan. And so I feel like this showing and the best of the Super Junior, I feel like he's gotten some of that confidence back from, you know, obviously teaming up with Kevin Knight and being, you know, junior tag champ, but Mm -hmm. a singles wrestler, I feel like he definitely has something out to prove to, like, gain back some of that confidence. And I feel like even though he hasn't gained a lot of wins in this tournament, I feel like based off match quality, I, I, I hope that he's gained some of that confidence because He's been absolutely unbelievable as a wrestler. But on the second thing about Kushida is that when it comes to him and Hiromu, it's very much so kind of like an Okada Tanahashi situation. So mm-hmm. Ka- Kushida is the former ace of the, of the junior heavyweight position uh, division. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that former you win, winner of the best of the super junior tournament, former champion, the former face of that division. But... When Kachida goes off to WWE, who steps into that role and becomes the new ace? And none other than Hiromu Takahashi. So this mm. is like one of those matchups to where it's like current ace versus former ace. And everybody's out to prove that they are the one true ace. Like, you know, like the uh, great see team. that.
1: That puts a different, like, because sp- I didn't know that about Kushida. I didn't know he was, like, the ace of the junior. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. I didn't know he was him. Um, him? I-, I wasn't familiar with his game. I owe him an apology. I mean, my apology. <laughs> I wasn't familiar with your game. Why no, you- seriously. Uh, my apologies, <laughs> Kushida. But, like, that puts such a different dynamic on that match. Like, it honestly makes me love it even more, knowing that, like, those were the stakes, like, low-key, but also kind of high-key. Um. So, wow, I actually didn't know that. Thank you for that tidbit there, but yeah, it also makes me see Kushida in different. Like like I said, I only saw him as like a little bear of a man, but knowing that he was him, I'm he like, oh, him. all right, let me put some respect on your name, sir. I apologize.
0: He was him. Um yeah, then I honestly, if it was up to me, that would have probably been the closer. But you know, hey, it's not up to me. But I will say I I, I, I tweeted this, I said I think that was the best match that I've ever seen with a count out finish.
1: Um Oh, yeah. It was a count-out finish. Oh, my God.
0: And Haramu rose back in at the last minute because she can't get up. Chef's kiss. Art. That's cinema. That's entering storytelling, okay?
1: Okay. Ooh. That's cinema. I was so shocked to see a count-out. Like, I feel like I never, like, uh, maybe it's the wrestling that I watch, but I feel like I rarely ever see a count-out, and I I just, I love this. Honestly, like, obviously, I don't want to see it all the time because then it'd get wore out. Like, yeah. But the way that that was done, like, that was perfect. Kushida, Kushida was like right there. And then, right as he said 20, he fell right off the ape. Like, he was right. Oh, chef's kiss. Oh, my God. That was perfect. We saw another count out finish it, Resurgence,
0: but we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. But yes, there was one match after this, and actually was really good. I don't think it was as good as the mantra right before, but it actually was really good. And that was Robbie Eagles versus Master Wado. And I will say that one made me a Master Watto enjoyer. I w- became a believer after that match, and I I also think that a match with Robbie Eagles can make anybody look amazing. If you want somebody to get over, if you want somebody to you know become a fave, pu- pair them with Master Watto. and I no pair them with um Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles, and I think that it's going to be a great time.
1: Yeah, I mean. I might have to agree with you. I think Master Waddle was also somebody that I didn't really look at much. Like, I more so like I paid more attention to Robbie because something about Robbie's kind of magnetic to me and I really enjoy watching. Robbie, him. Robbie, Robbie, Robbie! Oi, oi, oi! But like, I really love Robbie. And so, but you know, so obviously I'm gonna watch all of his matches, um, or go out of my way to especially watch his matches. And so watching that match with Master Waddle, I was like Okay, exactly what you said. Like it made me a master Waddle enjoyer. Now I'm kind of like, okay, I'm gonna keep an eye on him too because he ate. Like, you know, like and it, it, he was just somebody that I didn't really look at much, um, other than the fact that he has like a bang. And I was like, okay, he got a little bang. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. he got the, got the little bang. Like, I'm a very visual person, so like that's how people catch my eye is like what they look like. So that's what I first saw of him. But yeah, for sure, like that match with master. Like, I do agree that. The um, Kushida Takahashi match should have been the main because, like, the way that that ended, I feel like that would have been wow to end it like that. But yeah, yeah, that was a really good match as well. It was like how long was it? Like nineteen minutes or something like that.
0: Yeah, it was pretty long. Like you got to think they did, like you know, go to Canada and back during that match. Like they did go all around the world. They went (laughs) up, they went up, down, or bring it around town. <laughs> <laughs> like they did all the things during that match, um, I think, which is even more impressive. Um, they gave us a lot, and to think, like that wasn't even a final. That felt like a best of the Super Junior final. Yeah, that could have been a best Super Junior of uh, Super Junior final on any given year, and it would have fit perfectly
1: as a finals match.
0: And they mm-hmm. gave us a, on just a random
1: what Thursday. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, honestly, there've been a couple like final level matches in this Absolutely, tournament. Yeah, that I I can't name them off the top of my head because like you know the the days are all bleeding together. But if I were to go back and watch this entire Best of Super Junior and I actually took note of it, I'd have like like three or four. I'm sorry for the motorcycle in the back.
0: Oh no, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I think Hiromu Leo two was was one of those. Um, speedball versus Hiromu and you know what I think like that's just the difference that's it that's that just proves like Hiromu Takahashi is just such a difference maker he's not the strongest he's not the tallest he's not the fastest he's not the best technician of any of any uh, any of these wrestlers but he is like such a total package to where and I think he's just such a big match performers because like when I think of those some of the best matches of the tournament that could have been finals, and I think of typically his matches with his some of the people in the tournament because that's just what he does. Like he's that ain't it just proves why he's the face of that division and mm-hmm. why he is the champion. Um I I don't want him to win best of the super juniors. Like three times is more than enough. Yeah. But I love how in each of these matches, even if he loses, like he, you can tell why he's the champion. And yeah, he's just been incredible um, as always. Mm-hmm. Um, Doki and Taguchi had a great night. Also, I, I I I got it wrong. That was not night eight, that was night six. I'm sorry. Night seven, Doki and Taguchi had a great match. Like I said, Taguchi has been really great this entire match. And so is Doki. Um, Great guy. Great stuff for both guys. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: oh, yeah. So the Robbie Eagles Kevin Knight match. I loved that. They cooked. I loved that.
1: They cooked. So that was, loved it. So
0: it was really cool because uh, like two nights before that, Robbie had been on commentary and he had been talking about how yeah, Kevin Knight needs to work on his mat mat work. When I if I was his trainer, we would be working on this. And he was just like, This, this, this. And then when Kevin Knight got on commentary like the next night, he was like, I heard what Robbie said, and I can't wait to show him what I got and what I can really do. And I match. And yep. then we had to match. And then it was just like, oh like, what you gonna get into, man?
1: Yeah, they were a little saucy before the match. I don't know if you heard their exchange before they started wrestling. I was like, okay, it just—it was only eight minutes, but like, it was really, really good. Like, I loved it.
0: I, I said, um, one of the, I, one thing I wrote on Twitter, I said, Robbie's ability to go twist up a grown man that tall into a pretzel is impressive. Um, his technical wrestling game is like on a, such a different level to the point to where. I'm really glad that him and Robbie him and Zach Sabre Jr are on the same team. Yes. Because I don't think we could even fathom nor handle if these two were ever opponents because honestly,
1: I would I'd give a kidney. I'd give a kidney. <laughs> I'd, give a kidney. I'd give a kidney. If you're listening anyone free kidney cuz like I would love To see that I mean I know like you said that we wouldn't be able to handle it but that's why I want it because I I know I would go bonkers bananas if I ever saw that match
0: like I think that they would honestly this actually happened some point I forgot who did it it might have been him but I think it was somebody else somebody put their submission hold in so tight that they needed at the end of the match they needed the refs to help them untangle their legs so I, I think that that would happen to Zack Saber Jr. and Robbie Eagles, like I think that they would get so tied up until like this big TMBK pretzel. <laughs>
1: <where they'd> be- <laughs> My favorite pretzel. <laughs>
0: hey, so where they would need help? Yeah, so untangle. I yeah, they like when we talk about the best technical wrestlers in the world. Don't get me wrong, Brian Danielson is great. Zack Saber Jr. is great. Claudio's great. Um, Jonathan Gresham is great. I think. Robbie Eagles needs to be in that conversation as top five because between this year alone, ever since he's joined like TMDK, I've seen this man do things that I have never seen before in professional wrestling. And they, really? I'm not even talking about, and that's saying something because he's not, don't get me wrong, he can do some area work, he can fly, yeah. but I'm talking about all Matt stuff, like all just Matt. Submission mover m- maneuvers like all stuff on the mat on the ground, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: he's nuts,
1: absolutely. Like, this man called himself the Limb Reaper.
0: What that's hard
1: as fuck, yo, that's what? hard. That's hard when he called himself that. I said, Nah, bro, I gotta stand, I have to stand because he and he lives up to the name, he lives up to absolutely. the name And like, I
0: think, mean, like, he neutralized Kevin Knight, especially because Kevin, Kevin Knight, you know primarily does depend on his aerial offense and, like, his hops. He went after them legs, child. He went after them legs. He Mm -hmm. he, he broke him down. Yeah. And I think he's just, he's so, Mm.
1: yeah. he needs to, he's definitely, like, underrated in the technical wrestler talk. Um, Not enough people talk about Robbie Eagles as, like, because he's insane, and we need to talk about Robbie Eagles more as a society, as a people.
0: Absolutely. I, I concur. <laughs> um so Leo Rush versus Kushida was good. Um, very good match. They I had seen them wrestle each other before WrestleMania weekend when they did the multiverse united show. Those two had already went head to head. That mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Actually, did they? Was that them or was that speedball versus real? No, no, it was Leo versus Kushida because Speedball faced Tanahashi because Will Ospreay was injured. Anyway, y'all didn't need all that. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving on, Yo had once again blown me away with um, his postmodernist era. Um, Taiji Ishimori and speedball had one hell of a match mm-hmm. um, before his injury. Taiji Ishimori, I think, was so underrated during his tournament. And to say that he's in Bullet Club, had no backup. None. And he was killing it. He made speedball tap out, which is
1: incredible to that say. Shocked that shocked me when he ta- when, I was my, job was when he, my job was on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he what?
0: Like, he I was pushing to speak. <laughs> I was like, when, like, it was, I will say, every time that speedball and Leo Rush have lost in this tournament, I have not seen it coming. Yeah, exactly. Move, those three,
1: whenever those three have lost in the tournament, I have not seen it coming. Yeah. Uh, when yeah when when um because I believe up until the point was it Ishimori that Mike Bailey lost to for the first time because like Mike Bailey had like a perfect record for a while. I'm trying to think of who he lost to first, but I can't remember.
0: I, I can't either.
1: Cause he lost to. Kushida and Ishimori only. So I, I don't remember who he lost to first. But I remember being shocked when like he first lost. I really thought he was going to go like all the way and be completely perfect because like Mike Bailey has been absolutely I insane. Think, now,
0: I didn't think he was going to be completely perfect. And I'm going to be quite honest. I didn't think he was going to be this good in the tournament. I knew his matches were going to be this good. I didn't think hmm. his record was going to be this good. Simply because I didn't know how New Japan felt about possibly letting a non-contracted talent go this far in the tournament right.
1: because, you know, he's with
0: Impact. So I thought like, yeah, you know, like they're going to let him, you know, get his shit in today like, you know. Right. Yeah. Like I didn't know that he was going to be one of the most dominant people in the tournament as far as the record. So I will say, but after night one, when he beat Hiromu, I said, oh, he might take it home.
1: So. Yeah. Yeah. They let him
0: meet, beat the champ clean. I'm actually,
1: I'm looking at the the points for everyone. I, for some reason, I didn't expect Yo to be at 12, but Yo is at 12. And Absolutely. like he's been, I'm, sh- listen, like, I, I didn't really like, I, I wasn't like conceptualizing the points in my head. Um, there's a lot of people who have more points than we think. Yeah. Like, Master Watto's also at 12. Like, exactly. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> Where have like, I been? <laughs> these next couple nights are so make or break. Like, and like, I don't even know, like, when am I going to sleep tonight?
1: Because <laughs> I, I don't have, think oh, we have, we have one tomorrow, don't we?
0: Well, so tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So yeah. Like that will be what? 4 a.m. 4 5 a.m. 5,
1: like 5, 5.30 5, a.m. yeah 5.30. Yeah. yeah.
0: been like 5 and 6.
1: Oh. Um, uh, I'm so sad about Ishimori though, like.
0: Oh yeah, let's go ahead. inside, so Let's go ahead and get to that night, so we can just go ahead and get into like all the other stuff that we gotta talk about. Because I'm gonna get, get
1: sad. Because, damn, I was upset. Yeah, it's I, the Forbidden Door season, man. Everybody's getting injured. It's the Forbidden Door curse. It's happening again. Terrible. I, I mean, I um, I know it's like a it was like a spinal injury that he has, um, like a meniscus or it's something. Ne- yeah,
0: it's a neck injury, man.
1: I so, just hope yeah. he's okay. I hope it's nothing too serious because neck injuries are always scary. I like think
0: he's gonna have to go into surgery, and I think like he's in his forties too. So, um, I think he—if I'm not mistaken—I think he's forty.
1: Um, I think so. Let me do a quick little.
0: He looks great. Don't get me wrong; like all the forty-year-olds look freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah he's forty.
1: He looks awesome but no sir, jacked like literally jacked Damn. since he was born like just yeah. fucking
0: jacked <laughs> like all the 40 year olds this is like like koda abushi turned 41 yesterday and it's just like- insane
1: to me that koda abushi is 41 years old like what well, i think brian danielson turned 41 today too and i'm like Happy birthday to the goat like all the goats like
0: i just want y'all to know y'all look good as hell okay y'all, y'all look great y'all oh. look great and i need to step my game up Because
1: inspirations.
0: Why am I 25? And I get tired of still walking up steps.
1: Okay, no, I can't go up a flight of steps without feeling like I'm breathing into a paper bag or something. Like, I can't. I can't do it. So, you know, we need to step up our game, because...
0: Like, I know you bring in all your groceries on
1: one trip. Okay, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Ishimori Ishimori brings, like... He brings the groceries in with one finger. Your
0: groceries and my groceries in. And his. his.
1: (laughs) Like, it's insane how jacked you that 40, like... Ugh. I but... I mean, but Tanahashi was 46 and, like, still jacked. Ins- like... <laughs> I, I mean this respectfully. Whenever Tanahashi, like, unzips his, like, jacket and, like, does the, like, boob, the titty expose, it's one of, like, the best moments of my life.
0: He does it on purpose. Like, if you saw a resurgence, he did it really slowly, like, ah,
1: ah, ah. <laughs> He knows <laughs> what the people want. And the people I want titty. Like,
0: burlesque, like...
1: <laughs> Please <laughs> wait. Now I need Tanahashi and burlesque like style Please. gear. Can we get that? Can gear gear makers. It? Can we get that? Can we, can
0: we work on that? Like I love I that. When I, I saw it.
1: him live and I saw him unzip it and like I I was like I am blessed. I'm blessed. Know,
0: right? Um. So I woke up late for the most recent night of the tournament,
1: but I woke up right in time for Eagles
0: Maloney. So I did like I've seen him all, all the matches, but yeah, I'm just going in order. Sorry guys. Um. That match rocked. That mm. match was stiff. Dan Maloney Ooh. versus Robbie Eagles was stiff. Um, and Maloney won, which I was not expecting. Me either. Long, just because, one, fir- Maloney's first year in the tournament, his first time doing something with New Japan. Um, obviously he's been making waves on the UK wrestling scene for a very long time. But this is his big main opportunity and like you know, this was a really cool one because United Empire and TMDK have been having their own little beef lately, mm-hmm. and they just sent their best shooters. I don't know, like, they really sent their best shooters, for okay? This. Like, they really sent their best shooters for this one like, <laughs> out, and this was they duked it out, honey. <laughs> I it was positive they need to like do a rematch at some point
1: because what was that about? Yeah, uh, you felt that's what I'm saying. It's like, I didn't watch the entire night but I from what I heard from my friends who did watch the whole night the whole night just felt so charged
0: it's Corkin Hall it's that Corkin Hall special like it's just the energy in that venue is just always so crazy but especially on this night during Best of Super Junior's like that's on my ba- bucket list I gotta see I gotta go to Corkin Hall Like I just have to um, I,
1: I would love to go to like Corkin and Hall and just experience that like that energy like you said like ugh A dream. It's a dream.
0: Um, So, yeah, that one was insane. That energy was nuts. Um, Leo Rush versus TJP, also very good. Oh, speaking of Leo Rush, that's what one of the matches is um, later today. We get Leo Rush for speedball.
1: Um, We are? Leah Rush versus <laughs> I am not missing that. I'm sending like five alarms.
0: Like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to get up for this one. Yeah.
1: Like, really I was actually looking because like I'm looking at the whole like um situation and I noticed that they hadn't wrestled yet. So I was like, well, we're gonna get that sometime, and that time is tonight. So wow, that's I'm very, very, very excited yeah. about that one.
0: So then there was Kevin Knight versus Yo. Um, that match was good. I will say there was a moment where I, I don't I forgot what was happening. Yo tried to I think plunge um Kevin Knight into the crowd. And rather than running into the crowd, Kevin Knight last minute jumped like three levels on the bleachers and landed. <laughs> i said what the fuck? like seriously no way the hops are unreal you gotta go back and watch it like i'm like, gonna what like... like that man is a walking highlight reel was a, <laughs> like a walking highlight reel like i'm like how the hell did you end up here and not the nba
1: okay bro they missed out
0: um up next was haramu versus ishimori so that's when ishimori got injured um and I mean, like this guy, just such a champ. Like he didn't want to stop. Like he kept trying to get back up on his feet. The ref had to stop, which was one hundred percent the right call because safety first. But
1: um, Ishimori, do you, do you know when in the match he got injured? Like what exactly happened? Ah, uh, it's okay if you don't. I'm just wondering. I, I,
0: I, you know what? I actually, I think I forgot because, because like. It was moving really half paced, really, right? Mean, not half paced, fast paced, really stiff. And then like, he he went down and then he just couldn't get back up. And like, you could see in his eyes were really glassy. And it was just like, I think at first like, everyone was like, oh, I think he's cussed. And he kept trying to get up. Like he tried to like reach for the ropes, but like he just couldn't move. Like you can tell his body wanted to move, but you can tell like in that neck facial area. Oh, that's so scary. Couldn't like he just couldn't do it, and so like they carted out, him out because like he, he was able to walk out on his own. okay oh, hey, he that's good on his own. But you could tell that it was more so of a head, mm. a head injury. So wishing him the absolute best. If yes, I hope he gets better on, soon. You've been awesome during this tournament. Incredible. Oh, and then the that the match of the night, the match of the night, the match. Of the night. <laughs> I'm going to save it. Actually, I'm going to save this one and I'm going to go back and talk about all the other matches that happened before that. Um, before I get to that one, because that one was amazing. Um, Tom versus Doki, okay. I will say, Rebel will be honest. The rest of the matches were just okay. The only match, other match that was really a stand a standout was Mike Bailey versus Tabuchi. Amazing. Amazing. The crowd was loud for Speedball versus Taguchi. And they loved it.
1: Um, Gotta go back and watch that one too.
0: Yes, that one is definitely one worth going back. So, anyway, that, the main event, the main event, the, main event. <laughs> the match of the night. Woo! The match of the night. Francisco Akira versus El Desperado. Oh. I, on paper, I don't think I expected this, this match to be as good as it was, but goddamn. These two together are absolute magic um we desperado turned he tapped into like the side of him that i don't think we've seen before in this tournament he went full murder mode oh he went full murder mode like he was aggressive he was unforgiving he was punishing oh wow you know what it kind of gave me uh it was very much so like a a junior heavyweight rendition of Kenny Omega versus Will Osprey. That's what it reminded me of. Like the of- one
1: from Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Yes, of I can like see that. El Desperado just being punishing, and just just punishing, punishing, punishing.
1: But based off what I've heard, based off what I've heard of that match, because again, I haven't seen it, but definitely, like as soon as we get off, then <laughs> I'm going back and I'm gonna watch it. But like. I I heard that because, like, one of my friends is a big Akira fan. And, like, she was like, they massacred my boy. And I was like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like,
0: he has young boy treatment. Like, I'm talking about he took the beating of his freaking life. Like, I – and he just keeps getting back up and keeps getting back up and keeps getting back up. And, like, El Desperado held him in that torque forever. Like, you can literally see, like – He him just drifting away, but he refuses to tap out. He refuses to tap out. TJP throws in the towel on Akira's behalf. El Desperado catches it and throws it back out.
1: No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Oh, that man is a fucking menace.
0: Refuses to accept the white flag, and also Akira refuses to let go. Oh, and then oh
1: my God.
0: And the United Empire is there. They're trying to cheer him on. It was beautiful. Like, I'm talking about cinema. In-ring storytelling at its finest. That match, oh. like, that oh, was a I'm, star match.
1: I'm so hyped to go back and watch this. I, like, I'm yeah. literally, like, the fact that he threw, TJP through the towel in and Dusty was like, "Nah, fuck that. Like, that's, that's crazy. Literally exactly what happened. That's, That's crazy
0: to me. <laughs> that is literally exactly how it happened. Like, no joke. Like,
1: oh my god! Like, yeah,
0: Dusty went full murder mode. Like, that was that match was. Ooh. come on, Despy. because you it said is- like
1: you've never seen him like do this in the not tournament at least. Not in this tournament,
0: yeah, like he's had moments in other tournaments where he's gone crazy. Like, for example, like. And best of the Super Junior final 27 versus Hiromu Takahashi. Like, Hiromu keeps messing with his mask. And Uh, Hiromu keeps messing with his mask. And, like, they're wrestling. Hiromu keeps messing with his mask. But Despy still doesn't give up. So eventually, he just snatches off his own damn mask and wrestles with no mask on! Is that what <laughs> that pictures from? I remember seeing a picture of him with no mask. Yeah, like, yeah, that's oh. where that's from. Actually, in the preview episode that I did, that was one of the matches that I selected um, to like um, in preview of the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, like you know, he, man, 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 like, like I said, I don't think we, I think that side of him has always existed, but definitely during this tournament, this is the first time that he really tapped into that. Murder mode, and God, he did not disappoint. Oh my uh, God! I will say also, like he just, yeah, he's a very underrated guy, and he's he's waiting for his moment in the sun too. As far as it comes to finally winning the best of the Super Junior, it's like that's what I'm saying. Like we're so late, but we're still so early. It's just like because people are fighting for not just number one, but number two. Yeah.
1: I That's mean, he's in a good position. He's tied with Yo and Master Waddle with at 12. So like, you know, it's it's like you said these next few nights are going to be like make a break and I wonder if he's going to keep tapping into that side of himself like to really push forward. I wouldn't be shocked. Um especially cuz like, like, yeah,
0: like you know, yeah. like, if you want to win then you got to like go
1: crazy, go stupid. I don't know what to tell you Go crazy. Uh, go stupid. <laughs>
0: crazy go stupid
1: huh? <laughs> and i think he is i think he's really gonna go crazy go stupid and this was just the beginning like so no. i can't wait for that and um yeah i'm definitely going back and watching that because
0: whoo so that's best of super juniors up to where we are everybody keep watching Actually, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm lying because by the time you all hear this it'll be like It'll probably be, will be in semifinals, actually. So forget I said that. Make sure you watch the semifinals and the final. Keep watching. Anywho, moving on to NJPW Strong Resurgence. That was last night in Long Beach, California at the Walter Pyramid. Very great show. Um, We kicked off with um, that tag match. um, El Barbero, Cabinario, and Virus versus TMDK. That was not originally supposed to be the first match on the card, but because I don't know who was making decisions and letting people in late, they wanted to make sure they had as many people as possible in them seats before Mercedes match, which was a, I I understand. Mm -hmm. That was a, Mercedes was originally supposed to be the first match um, of the card, but whatever. That match was actually a really fun tag. Um, Wasn't expecting um the guys from CMLL to take the win. I agree. CMDK, but it looks like Virus wants a shot at the new Japan World um, television television championship and so it looks like Zack Sabre Jr might be willing to grant his wish. So we should see that. I'm actually really excited. I don't think we back, we've really seen um ZSJ go up against you know more lucha centered competitor yeah. since winning the belt and so I'm excited to see him do it a little different show me something like you yeah. know
1: switch it up a little bit you up know a
0: little bit show me a little something different.
1: yeah I mean I wasn't familiar with um the, uh, the two guys from TMLL but when I saw that man come out in that Flintstone cosplay I said I'm in cause like I just I thought that was like really entertaining and like you said I wasn't expecting that that win like I really wasn't expecting it at all but I really I really enjoyed the match and it was it kind of like made me look forward to like kind of want to look into them a little more cuz it was just like I really enjoyed that match. It was very shall I say sports entertaining to me. I was very sport entertained. Yes, I was very sport entertained for sure.
0: Um uh, moving on, we have the first match of the new Japan um world Strong- uh, sorry, I'm still thinking about that build. Sorry. New Japan Strong on women's title tournament semi final match, um, which we had Mercedes Monet versus Manet. Stephanie Vecchier from CMLL. And I would like to say, Miss Stephanie, I owe you an apology. I was not familiar with your game.
1: D- that is like, I agree. I concur. Damn. Book her. I want to see her everywhere. I need to see her everywhere because no, I have I- never even heard of her until and maybe that's my fault maybe that's my fault and you know what it is my fault but when i saw her at first i just saw her presentation like and i said oh she looks like a star and then she people. came out and i'm like she is a star because she she did her thing like i i fell in love I she fell wasn't in love.
0: rattled at all and i will say like a lot of people would have been rattled mm-hmm. perception she was not rattled she said i'm I don't care if it's your faith. I'm beating her ass. Okay. (laughs) Now what? Like, that, nah, she was great. I, I did a little bit of research on her. Obviously, I wrote a preview article about Resurgence, the women's tournament. But the matches that I watched did her no justice. I think that she is going to be a breakout star, she was the, uh, last night she became the first South American woman, the first Chilean woman Mm -hmm. to ever compete in um, New Japan, and, I mean, just absolutely incredible across the board, Um, and I think that we're going to see more of her, I think the thing about it is, like, CMLL, when it comes to mainstream, is not as well known as AAA, right. So I think to mainstream, specifically American audience says we are a lot more familiar with AAA talent um, rather than CMLL talent, which probably factors into why a lot of us did not know much about her. Mm-hmm. But we definitely know her now.
1: Oh, absolutely!
0: I think Miss Stephanie, you' about to be booked and busy, my girl. Uh, I was saying
1: that. I was like, I hope her. I hope her phone's going off the hook with the emails she's getting because, I- like. She deserves yeah, it.
0: She has it. She has the look. She has the moveset. But, like, that's not, obviously, um, as Mercedes Money did everything, right, as as she, one thing I admire about Mercedes is that she doesn't just care about herself. She cares about women's wrestling and everybody that she goes up against. Mm-hmm. She makes her opponents look really good. She lets everybody get their shit in, even if she's supposed to win. Like, she makes everybody she, she makes sure that even when the crowds are cheering her, she makes sure that they cheer for her opponent. She yes. does all the things she really cares. And, like, that's why I love her. And also, like, she shined in this match, too. Um, if you keep up Mer- with Mercedes, you know that she's been training a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of yes. Lucha Libre training, lots of training in Mexico, most recently in Puerto Rico. And I think that this is the match that we really saw a lot of that Lucha Libre training start to shine. Yes. and she looked good. She did. She looked, did. She looked and phenomenal. Her Snoop dog outfit. I loved it. I thought it was great. <laughs> and her split dye wig. I, I now she makes me want to split down my hair. I want to split down my hair so bad. You it's should. Like, yeah, between her and Jamie Hader, y'all make me want to split down my hair. I'm probably gonna do a shit. join the club. Might as well. Yeah. Um, but that match incredible, fast paced. I think yeah. that Mercedes is now like. And I think that these fast paced, um, high speed matches are becoming her thing. Like, and I think it's just proof that sometimes you don't need 20 minutes, like sometimes you don't no. need 20, 30, 40 minutes. Like, obviously, those type of epics are amazing. Um, but like I as a singles match, this is my favorite singles match from her since probably like for her since she left WWE. Um she just thrives in those highs. It shows all the things that she' been training in that Lee Libre style. This mm-hmm. match was awesome. Everybody shined. Moving on to the next match, semifinal match: Momo Kogo versus Willow Nightingale. Wow. Yeah,
1: I again I wasn't familiar with Momo's work, but knowing what like I, I did research on her after and like reading what other people were saying about her, and she usually. Is not the winner in mm-hmm. for you know for things, and you know she obviously didn't win this match, but a lot of people who are familiar with her were super impressed by her performance in this match, like they were shocked, they were like, This is not the Momo kogo I know, and it, I yeah. can't speak on that, but you obviously can,
0: yeah, this was not the Momo Kogo that I know
1: oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> typically,
1: you know, the loser. She's typically
0: the runt of the litter. She's typically the one who always in the tag matches a multi-woman match, and multi-woman matches, she's always the one who eats the pin. Mm-hmm. She's typically the weakest link, honestly. Like that's how she's seen. And I like the her best match up until this point was her match versus um Azumi last year and it was good, but this was great. Mm. That was good, but this was great. I have never seen that type of aggression from her, and maybe I don't know. Maybe she's just more suited to America, maybe she just needed that dog in her, maybe she just maybe Willow just brought it out of her. I don't know because I will say, from a size perspective, she doesn't get to face um, a opponents with that big of a size differential. Yeah, um, stardom. So maybe like, you know, Willow with her strength and power that just activated that David versus Goliath in her. And she just started going crazy. But also she's been having like a mini feud with Mariah May who continues to pick on her for being a loser. <laughs> he even said it in her pre-match interviews yeah, that she did. She wants to prove to Mariah May like that she, you know, deserves to be here. And Momo, you killed it, girl. Like you, you mm. ate it. She ate, ate that. Hate Mamas, you ate that, ma'am
1: she ate yeah she did oh. some She did some stuff that like I don't know what the move is called but she kind of picked her up where she looked like she was going for like a roll up but then she did kind of like a Canadian destroyer kind of thing it was near the oh. I don't... you yeah oh my god that
0: move blew my mind yeah like, oh I was like Miss Momo and I think Willow just did that she just did an amazing job I think Willow I've never seen her look that strong and I think yeah. we've all we've we've all gotten to see her grow rapidly, specifically yes. over the past year. Um, and like I said, heading into this, her best—I've I, I, said this before—but heading into this, her best match by far was that match with Athena in Ring of Honor this year. Oh, oh which is, I will say is still like one of the best winners' matches this year, easily. In Period. So to say that I think that she surpassed that last night with the two matches that she had, that's saying a
1: lot. Yeah. Um, that was her. I mean, one thing about Willow is she'll never disappoint me. I yeah. like, I love Willow. One thing is she's consistent and she's been getting better and better and better. And like you said, yesterday was her moment. Both of those matches that she had ate them up. Like I, that, if you didn't believe Willow Nightingale was a star, which I don't know how you couldn't, but if you didn't believe it and you watched those two matches, you gotta. Like, you have to truly believe in her now. And I think
0: it was just so interesting. Like, you know, we've always seen, like, I guess Willow be so this cute little baby face with, you know, of intentions and a big smile on her face and just, like, just happy to be here.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: like, it was weird... But it was very, I was very welcome to seeing her so confident last night. Yes. She was just like, I'm here. I belong here. Mm-hmm. I deserve to be here. And I'm the strongest. And I'm going to show you why I deserve to be here. And I think it was just amazing. And she worked with smaller opponents all through the night. And I think that that made her look like this killer. And It was very, somebody said this on Twitter, but it's very reminiscent of like a modern day Aja Kong versus Minami Toyota. If you've never seen those matches, I guarantee you, you need to, because those are the foundation of everything that women's wrestling is. And when you saw, and like you see the match, specifically, and we can move on towards um, the other match um, later in the night, which is the Mercedes match, but you see like this, incredible fiery smaller opponent going up against this this unmovable force yes and it. but you know Mercedes tries to fight back Mercedes uh, Willow just strikes her back down
1: all right balance was crazy
0: the pound the pound oh poun- my god I said she not Mercedes in the next week <laughs> she really did like
1: I Hey, I thought what? Mercedes I was going to go through the ropes.
0: I had been waiting on it for the Momo match. because, But she never pounced Mo- Momo. I do think, though, that like, if she had pounced Momo, Momo might have died. True. Because yeah. yeah. I think Momo is a solid, at least a solid 30 pounds lighter than Mercedes. So if
1: Willow hit that pounce on Momo. We wouldn't see Mo- Momo. wouldn't exist we, no more. She would have went into the space-time Momo. continuum.
0: There would be no more Momo.
1: No my momo. Mamma mama. Mama mama. No no no, no mama. That pounce was crazy. 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 But Mercedes really, her, her, head 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 her head own, head. though. She did. Like, I mean, Boy, of course she did. Like she's Mercedes I'm, Monet, but like, you know, obviously that size difference is, you know, something to to talk about. But I don't but...
0: think that we've ever I don't think I will say I think that um Merced Willow is probably one of the most skilled people of the size differential that Mercedes has ever faced because absolutely, was. We know,
1: we're, not gonna talk, we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs>
0: we don't talk about Bruno, okay? No, um, no, 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 <laughs> um, the chemistry was there, obviously. Wishing Mercedes, the absolute best in her recovery. Uh, I think they said mm-hmm. what's the recovery time for a broken ankle? Like six weeks? Like six weeks. So
1: um, hopefully, uh, or quicker. So hopefully, it's the you know the latter here. Hopefully, we get to see her back in action soon. Hello. But oh, like the forbidden door. Hello, yeah, the forbidden door. Oh. <laughs> oh. it's oh. not oh. ever gonna be oh. there or anything, Mercedes. Wink, wink. You know, like, <laughs> you
0: know, hey, wink, wink. And even if you don't want to wrestle, just let me see your face. You yeah, know, just you, just come out. Pull up on the girl list. Do something, very much something. I'm trying to see something.
1: Yeah, like Ooh. even if you got to come out on crutches, just come out on crutches and like just let us see you and then go back. It's yeah. Fine.
0: But truly, like all jokes aside, I think that we have never seen any woman in history, period, be this influential in professional wrestling. She influences culture. She influences other wrestlers, male and female, have talked about mm-hmm. being influenced by her and how her matches and her her moments and her career has inspired them to be wrestlers or inspired them to be better wrestlers. We have never seen, she's a needle mover. She puts yeah. ass in the seats, she makes everybody step up their game, she makes everybody look incredible. She is her, yeah. period. And yep. I think you think about 2021, she was the first Black woman to re- main event WrestleMania, to being the first Black woman, the first Black person, first two Black people to main event a New Japan pay-per-view, which is more iconic in more ways than I can even put into words right now.
1: Insanity. Absolute insanity. just Just absolute insanity. People don't understand the magnitude of, like, like, they don't understand the weight that that match held. That Willow Nightingale versus mercedes Monet, like, not only just two Black people, two Black women main-eventing a New Japan pay-per-view. Are you kidding me? Like,
0: and, and honestly, it's just, like, and when you think about it in context of just, it took, what is it, over 50, 60 years for that to happen in WWE? Like you know, well, WrestleMania has only been around, but like you know, pay-per-views have always been happening. But like yeah, for b- black women to main have been a pay-per-view that took years and years and years. New Japan's women's division is almost eight months old. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. November yeah. 2022. hmm Almost eight months, years old. Eight months yo
1: old. Why did I say months years old? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll go. I'll, I'll, I didn't even notice you said that until you said I'm what? eight
0: months old. That's crazy. Yeah. But they see that she's a needle mover, and yes. they see her as you know the future. And they see her. I think and Willow because I think Willow's been very underrated for a very long time. But that house got up for her too. Like that. But
1: that house, not. I, I just. She's so infectious. Like you can't not get up for Willow Nightingale. Like I. It, she like she caught my attention because I saw her on AEW Dark when I first started getting into wrestling. I fell in love with her immediately because I was like her smile, her personality. And then I saw her wrestling and I was like, I just love her. And then just like just, like we talked about, seeing her growth to up until this moment where she became the first ever New Japan Strong Women's Champion. Like it, it's, I, I just can't explain how much that moment meant to me to so many people just seeing that happen like it's unfortunate the way that it happened in the end but like I I'm glad that Willow's getting her moment as unfortunate as the happenings were
0: I agree and I think that this moment has been very long overdue like she had three TBS championship matches or was it four I think and lost them all I think it was three yeah, and then she lost, you know, the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship match, which I think was the right call because I think that, like, you know, Athena is just on think, a roll. Athena, Athena is the best women's wrestler in the world right now, period, Um, in my opinion. Like, there's nobody who's performing as often and as consistently as her, and that's that. I will— I, I cannot argue with that. So, like, Athena is wrestling basically every single week and doing a kick ass job. Nobody else is doing that. There are men, world champions, who are not doing that. This is true. There are several. A lot men, of men. A, lot, a of men. lot of men. Yeah. Who are not doing that. Yep. And, like, you know, let's just get it. The only person who really can stand toe to toe
1: with Athena right now is Orange Cassidy. Okay, if, let's talk about to be it. Honest, Let's talk about it because it's funny how the it's funny how the quote unquote lazy wrestler has like 21 now going to be 22 title defenses coming up on Wednesday. So hey, that saying
0: something. That's crazy. That's crazy. So yeah, again, I mean, defending on Wednesday and then
1: defending again that weekend in a battle royal. He's nuts, that's mind crazy. you. This man is almost 40. Crazy, love insanity him. to me. Love him. Love, he's he's, like, he's why I'm here. He's I why want I'm him to be a
0: world champion. And ask that on that. You're right. Um heading back. Oh yeah, we did go out of order. Willow and Mercedes was the main event, by the way. Yes. But Juice Robinson defeats Fred Rosser. This match
1: was freaking nuts. Insanity.
0: It actually ended up being the longest match on the card.
1: Um really, it was 23 minutes long. It didn't feel like it. It didn't feel like it. <laughs> it did movie. not feel like it. It was a lot of shenanigans going on in Atlanta. It was
0: crazy with the nasty trash can and the garbage
1: juice and the, and,
0: and it, it was just a lot happening. It was really great. Um, shout out to, uh, who was it? Ian Riccaboni. whenever, when Tony Storm came out and Fred Ross kissed her. That was not consent. I was not. Yes. Out yeah.
1: for how I was like, not a fan of that spot. A lot of people weren't a fan of that spot, including the crowd. Um, I do think it's a bit archaic, but yeah. Shout out to Ian for immediately calling that out on commentary and saying that's not fucking cool. Yeah. Don't do that.
0: I, I do. I do think that he probably did clear it with her beforehand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hope. Um, but yeah. Um, that match was nuts. Tony Storm fits very well into all of this. I think that yeah, put, people are saying on Twitter, but put her in Bullet Club. Below. I would
1: love to see her. I would love to see more more of her and Juice on television. That I would think. be
0: great. Like you know, some couples are cringy together, but some couples actually have great great chemistry together on screen. Mm-hmm. They do like that closing shot of a bloody Juice with Tony sitting on
1: top of him. I said, yeah. That's art, yup. This is badass, yep. bad like I said, yeah. Yeah, I would uh, love Tony Storm and Bullet Club. She would, I think she's a great fit.
0: You gotta think, and also, Tony was the top foreigner in Japan for a long time. She is a former SWA world champion, uh, SWA champion in stardom, and she is also a former world of stardom champion, which means she had that red belt. She. It was well known that really? she, yes, she was. I also, didn't know that. She was Rossi's favorite. Um, and so, Tony was very, very much the top foreigner in Japan for quite a bit. And so, and when you think about the roots of what Bullet Club actually is, she would fit perfectly, actually. There's very few women that really epitomize the definition of being that rebel more than her. Yeah. So, other than maybe maybe Jamie Hader, Um so yeah, like she was a girl,
1: and she was the top girl for a long time. Love that for her, but yeah, I think, I th- I think that match like of you know Tony coming in, and I I keep thinking about the hip attack into the stop sign, like that was ah, iconic. That was kiss <laughs> iconic. Like she ate that, and I loved that shot where like you know Juice was all bloody, and he's like hugging her from like below, and like. Oh, you yeah. see, all his blood get on her white shirt. White oh, shirt, and well, she doesn't care. Yeah, but I just love that shot. She's just kind of like it's it's like the, it's like they said like the couple thing where it's like mm-hmm. they have that chemistry where it's kind of like damn this is kind of like they were kind of giving me that kind of like Bonnie, yeah, Bonnie and Clyde kid, yes know. yes feel and I love that they did it in such a like a not cringy way like they and I think that I would love to see more of their chemistry on screen like I'm a big fan of I would love to see more on screen couples if they the weren't cringy is, but I think. And you know
0: Kenny Omega and Swerve Strickland actually talked about this on the podcast on their on Swerve's podcast on the Swerve City podcast and said that although AEW has achieved a lot of great things, one thing that they haven't one story that they haven't told on screen yet is a romance. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually want to see, and that's something that I think that they need to do. And I think that hey, these two would be a perfect place to start. Um, I and. I think that now that Juice is signed to AEW, I think there's a lot of things to to play with it. And obviously, I think if Tony Storm showed up in New Japan, obviously it had to be cleared by somebody. I think Tony Khan was watching. I'm almost positive he was watching. And I know that Will Washington was in that crowd. So I think that we might be
1: seeing this sooner than we think. I sure hope so, because I feel like what they're trying to push for with Brit and Adam Cole is kind of what Tony and Juice did inadvertently. The whole, like... I like, think, But well, the thing about
0: Brit and Adam Cole, like, they're supposed to be faces. Oh,
1: yeah, but I mean just kind of, like, the connection to the audience. Like, oh, we, yeah. they, they want us to care about them, Brit and Adam Cole, as, like, a couple, right? But, sorry, but I don't. it's just just the way that the story has been told like i just something about it doesn't sit with me but i immediately latched on to seeing juice and tony whether i was supposed to hate them or not um i just want to see them more on my screen as a couple like i want to see them wreaking havoc
0: i think the thing about adam cole and Britt is that both of them were already so established as individual performers I can't, it's hard to get invested in them as a couple because like, they really do have their own thing going on. Yeah. like Britt DMD and I don't call baby are like two separate people in two separate lanes and like trying to like integrate them sometimes is a lot, but I will say sometimes this has been a curse of the, you know, AEW women's division, but the story of Tony, Tony Storm has not been as properly fleshed out as it could have been. Mm-hmm. And I think also the same thing with juice of he, he just got here, but he's just been Bullet Club guy, like, we don't really know much about him, and so putting them together could be a great way for us to get to know them even better, you yes. know, like, because I feel like Brent and, like, Adam Cole are just so established, that's why I think, like, honestly after all this is over, I think that they're gonna go right back to, like, being separate, and, which is great, I think that they, they should, um, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I think yep. that, that was fun. Moving on to the new Japan Strong open weight title match. Kenta versus Hikaleo. This one was nuts. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, who who was screaming like that? Like <laughs> <"Bird it down?" laughs> Ooh, screaming like that. They thought Hikalea. I want you to know if you're listening to this, you're probably not, but somebody thought you were about to die.
1: Yeah, somebody was very distraught in that crowd <laughs>
0: yesterday. No, they thought you were no, it was Kinta. They thought you were about to kill Kinta, and then Kinta killed you. And then ever like that shriek. I said, girl, what's going on? I said, have you never been to a wrestling match before?
1: I guess not. Or maybe they just really love um who was it that was, they were shrieking for? They were, no, they were scared. They were, mad. they
0: were, that was not a happy shriek. That was a, you're going to commit murder right in front of me, right in front of my salad? Like. They <laughs> should have been shrieking like that during the Juice and Fred match, because that was
1: murder. But no, but he wasn't trying to drop him off uh, from from that thing, like. if yeah, but to be I, fair, Hikaleo's like 50,000 feet tall, so like, that was only like a four foot drop for him.
0: But you got to think, originally it wasn't supposed to be him who fell. it was supposed to be Kenta. Yeah, it wasn't, but
1: see, I get the screaming for Kenta. Cause like
0: fell all the three feet after like, dude, yeah long ass legs. Come
1: yeah, on. he barely fell, like, but that match was I honestly I don't know if it's like the noob in me, because I'm still new, kind of new to New Japan. I didn't think Kento was going to win that for some reason. I didn't, I didn't know.
0: I think Kento was going to win that either, especially since he just lost the belt at Wrestling Dantaku. Yeah. Uh, but were well, people on Twitter, they're like, Oh, the hiring freeze must be over. Um, if Hikaleo dropped that belt that quickly, because
1: you saw what Tama tweeted, yeah. So he, he know, deleted it, he deleted it, but we saw it, Tama.
0: Yeah, you know, the rumors are that WWE has been interested in both of them for a while, but obviously they've been on a hiring freeze ever since being purchased by Endeavor. So I don't know what's going on with that because it didn't make sense. Like Hikaleo has been looking for his first singles title in New Japan for the longest. He finally gets it, and then he drops it there quickly. So, like, what's up with that? Um, yeah. Maybe he's leaving. Maybe he's not. Maybe there's something different for him, but, like, I'm interested to see what's up where the gorillas of dust me. Um, we shall see, but the finish of that match was crazy. That was also another count-out finish that was actually yes. really great count-out finish. I typically don't like... Um, I guess, I don't want to say I typically don't like count-out finishes. I think, like, uh, respectfully like so much growing up watching WWE like count out finishes have been ruined for me mm. uh, it's, i have never seen a thoughtful count out finish before now but it's nice to see thoughtful count out finish that one was really good um i liked it um next was that crazy 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 <laughs> fan tag team match with John Moxley where are you to sh- show the Umino Versus Okada, Rocky Romero, and Tomohiro Ishii. Man, 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 man. man. Woo, Chile. Man, 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 man. We had a time last night. Okay. Woo. Um. Black, <laughs> it's great to see Mox back in New Japan. I've always yeah. thought he, he just hits different there. Yuta, you little shit. I love it. He yes. is
1: such a little. Shit, like-, like I
0: love every little bit of this era of Willer Yuta
1: Showed I agree. Up,
0: coming out to you know a different tunnel and like, he's doing his own thing, I love it because he's really trying to be his own man. Because mm-hmm. you know Okada has been talking so much junk about like yeah you ain't nothing when your daddy ain't here like talking about, <laughs> about- <I was> talking <laughs> him bro he was really <laughs> and so especially at wrestling don't talk so, you know, he's trying to prove, and even, like, when Mox was trying to tag it, he was like, no, I can handle it. I got Okada. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really cool. Like, he's trying to become his own man and stand up for himself,
1: and I love that for him.
0: Man, he just kept going after Okada, and I was like, Okada's gonna kill you. That's what I was like, saying when he <laughs> was doing, messing with him
1: before Okada. Like,
0: to go full Kaido Mia on you. Like, he's gonna come, because it was like, the way he was going after Okada, it was just like it was at the um, the New Japan versus Noah Wrestle Kingdom show, and that six man tag where Kaido Kiyomiya, who I at remember the, that, yeah, who at the time was GHC heavyweight champion at um, Pro Wrestling Noah, just kept. Going after Okada and like kicking him in the face and then eventually they got to shut the whole match down because these motherfuckers are scrapping and it's yes. just and then Okada try to calm down. Kaido comes back and say, nah, no, fuck that. And then it's just like rang, rang, rang. and then Okada and, and then Kaido's trying to challenge him to a singles match. Okada said I would never come wrestle that man. And then he <laughs> just up, and then he like try they do the press conference for the Bye Bye Muda show, Kyle um Mudo show the no, the Moodle Last Love. He had so many goodbye shows anyway. Then oh, you have like Okada doesn't even show up to the press conference. Then okay, um Kino Kimiya, he has like a title defense. He's doing great. He's talking afterwards. It. it was awesome. Then Okada comes out of nowhere, lays him out in his <laughs> house Stop. after his title defense. That's, That's crazy. You said in his house. No, I just meant, like, at in a, in a Noah show. Like oh, his- I thought
1: you meant in his house. Like, he showed up to his oh, house. I was like, goddamn. Oh, that's still disrespectful. House. You showing up to his territory and, like, laying it on, like, that In his house. Man, you have, uh, then
0: you get to the, bye- um, the final bye-bye show. And I'm talking about, wow. Okada whips this man like he stole something. Then right after he wins the match, he just grabs his title, walks out the press set. Will you ever do a rematch? He says, no, keeps walking. Just keeps walking. Oh, that is cold. Just uh, Kaito Kiyomia, his next title defense, he lost the GHC um, Heavyweight Championship. He has never
1: been the same since. I don't blame him. Like, you get embarrassed like that, and then you lose your title. Like, I wouldn't be just – So, Shota and – Kaido of
0: are both around the same age. So Okada's in what I like to call it his future killer era. Because you know like Randy Orton was the legend killer. Mm. Uh, Okada's in his future killer era. He is. He has no intention of conceding any power anytime soon. He does not care about the future generation. He does not care about passing down anything. Nope. He hates you all. Um, especially you, Shota, Ren. <laughs> Everybody younger, and you know everybody's supposed to be the future. All the old young lions. He called y'all spoiled brats. He said that y'all don't know nothing. He said that all y'all mentors be babying y'all, and that Ooh. they they need to be um, they need to be holding y'all accountable because y'all weak.
1: Mm, he really so said. He really said. Fuck them kids. That's what he said. No, really. Like <laughs> <laughs> he really did. That's how he feels. Like so. Yeah. I
0: just feel like we had a lot of things set up last night. I feel like we have obviously there should be a. I mean, Shota held his own, like it was nuts. And like when he did the Okada pose, when that he, was
1: so yeah. bro, when he did, I was screaming lyric, like you don't understand. I was screaming. I'm not going I will say, I love,
0: I love a lot of the pay per views this year, but and I. And I'm not saying that Resurgence is the best pay-per-view of the year. I feel like I got to sit with it a little bit before I can call it the best. However, I can say clearly, hands down, that was the most fun that I've had watching the pay-per-view. Like, I'm talking about that entire night, but especially during this match, I'm oh like, yo!
1: It was like, a lot of you. I'm on the bed. <laughs> <I said>, I'm yo! <laughs> like, what? Yeah, that oh, much... That match was real. Oh, like, that, that pose at the end really just sealed the deal for me. Like, I said, no, big Shota. I said that. Tell him, stop playing with you. Tell him, stop playing with you. I love that side of Shota, though. Like, I really do feel That's like it's true. time for him to come into his own and stop carrying his safety blanket around. Okay. And I need I need Shota Umino to be Shota Umino. I don't need Shota Umino to be Shota Umino Mox's son. I just want him I to. I think be the, thing, the thing
0: with Shota is that, like, he's like a mix of like two or three different Met wrestlers right now. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, he, his his mentor is Mox, but he dresses like Tanahashi, but he wants to be Okada. And I think that that's also part of his story too, of just like, we can see all the, and even look at how he presents his entrance. Mm -hmm. Comes through the crowd like Moxley, But then he gives stuff to children and he likes, that's very Tanahashi. Mm -hmm. But the poses and the insistence on, you know, wanting to be the guy, it's very Okada. So he's looking at three of the biggest stars of our generation and he wants to be a hybrid of all of them while considering, you got to think, he's still his father, his actual father's son, who is the referee. He's still trying to prove that he's things aren't handed to him. Right. And he's still trying to prove that, you know, you know, like especially after that one time that he faced Will Ospreay and his dad stopped the match. Like he's trying to prove that he's not weak. And so like Charumelo was having an identity crisis right in front of our eyes. Um yeah. And he's trying to get out of it, which I think is so interesting because it's not just the mock trend. Influence, like I wish it was. I think that would make things much more simple. But it's yeah. no, it's not just the Mox influence because you gotta think he grew up around. He grew up around New Japan. He grew up at New Japan. Like he wants to be that. He wants to be the guy. Yeah. And it's just been interesting to see him try to find himself. But you have to think there's also multiple other guys who want to be the guy from that class. We have three major. Japanese young lions, not counting the foreign young lions like Kevin Knight and Clark Carnes. We got three right now who are looking to really cement themselves. So you have Yoda Suji, mm-hmm. you have Ren Naria, and you have Shota Ubino. Yeah. And so I think it's very interesting. And those are just the ones who have been coming back. Like we still don't know if Yuya is going to come back. Um, obviously, he's having a great time and impact, but if he comes back, that's going to make things even more interesting. Because he's also a super charismatic character as well. So I just love the bit it's match. And also, Mox versus Okada at Forbidden Door. We need it. So, book it right now. We've never had these two. That was their first time never facing off.
1: Absolutely incredible. Um, that's so crazy though, because at Rumble they were on the same team. Exactly. Never been that's, been- that's
0: wild to me. Never been on opposite sides. But well, you gotta think, like Ma- John Moxley is considered like he's kind of like a heel now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just Okada is, that is- almost kind of like a heel now too. Actually, I don't know what heels our faces are really in Japan this year. Like our, our AEW, like we cheering everybody. Do what you want. Like I just I just cheer
1: who I like, and if they're a quote unquote bad guy or a quote unquote good guy, I don't know. But if I like you, I'll cheer you. So we just here for the vibes at this point. Yeah.
0: Um. So, yeah, that six man was great. I'm very interested. Obviously, these two will see each other again at Dominion. It will be John Moxley's first time back in Japan. And what is it, four or five years? Something like that. Um, it is going to be great. Um, that is going to be a match for the never six man open weight tag championships, mm-hmm. which will have um, Okada, Tanahashi, and Ichi, the defending champions. Up against Shota Umino, John Moxley, and a partner of their choosing. Please be Brian Danielson or Claudio Castagnoli. Oh, um, with the love of God!
1: Oh, that would go please.
0: stupid. Please, oh. please, 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 please. Um, and nine times out of ten, that match will set us up for a Forbidden Door, um, and it's going to be glorious. Moving on. To the last match. Well, not the last match, but we've already talked about Mercedes and Willow, so we're going to call this the last match. Will Osprey versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. This was a very good match. I really liked it. However, Will Ospreay, I need you to stop using that Stormbreaker. The shoulder. Uh, it's, the shoulder. it's the shoulder. Like yeah. If I listen to his... I've listened to basically all of his interviews since he first got injured... He was the one who said, I think I need to stop using Starbreaker. I think I need to just perfect the hidden blade. I think I need to just, I'm going to have to change my offense. And it's like, buddy, we can tell that your shoulder isn't the same. Mm-hmm. Like, you've lost muscle mass in it. Like, you've lost muscle mass. like, well, Osprey was jacked,
1: was jacked mm-hmm. three months ago. Really? But it's been a quick? Wow. It's, but, but you have to think. Well, I, haven't, I haven't paid attention to him much. um, But it's wild that, like, I mean, I, I know that I was seeing people talk about his shoulder and how, like you said, like, it hasn't been the same. And, yeah, I mean, for his own sake, if even he's saying it, yeah, he should probably lay off. Cause... The
0: thing is, Will Ospreay wasn't, his body wasn't originally supposed to be this heavy. He was a junior heavyweight that packed up yeah. muscle to become a heavyweight. So it's just like... Obviously, his body has lost muscle mass. So obviously, if you can't work out on it as much as, you know, or build on it as much, which is completely fine. But it's just like, the only way that this is going to heal or even get like even somewhat normal is like, we need to put something up. Like, you could even tell. Look, you saw right at the match. Like, he couldn't even really move his shoulder until they nope. brought the ice pack right after he hit Stormbreaker. So yes, great match, Hiroshi Tanahashi.
1: You are just such a legend. Oh my gosh. He's, they call him Ace for a reason. Like that's Ace. all you can say. Like, you like,
0: 46 still putting on bangers. Like that match was great. But yeah, Will Osprey, buddy, pal, friend. We need you and Kenny part two, and probably a part three. So please be safe out here. That's all I ask. Just be like, safe, safe. Please calm
1: mind. down, sir. Please calm down. And safe as you possibly can,
0: especially because he has Lance Archer. And Lance Archer is a brutal opponent. Yeah. Very brutal, That's the murder like, hawk, the murder hawk monster, um, and he's going to attack you, yep, real bad. And so I don't know, like, great match, but I just want Will Ospreay to be as safe as possible.
1: Especially if there are they are setting up, which I feel like they are. They're setting up for Kenny versus Will at Forbidden Door. Oh, yeah. obviously. So you know we we want him to be in good condition for that because you know we want to see that match like you know and also just for his well-being like you know regardless of how you feel about Will Osprey or Kenny or any wrestler at all at the end of the day they are human beings and you just want them to be okay so that's like the main thing just relax on the shoulder my guy like perfect that hidden blade like you said you wanted to absolutely on
0: there are seriously a couple wrestlers that I need to be wrapped in bubble wrap until Forbidden Door. Yes. <laughs> Will Osprey is one. Yeah, yeah. Michael Vega is one. Yeah. Jamie Hayter is one. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Danielson is one. Katsuyori Shibata is one. Because here's the thing. We are looking at two bona fide classics. If we get what I think we're going to get, if we get Kenny Omega and Will I we get Brian Danielson versus Shibata. These are two matches that could literally change the course of history. I am I...
1: probably being dramatic, but I'm not. No, you're not being dramatic at all because I hadn't even considered, like, I wrote down some of like my dream matches. Um and I didn't even process the fact that we could get Brian Danielson versus Shibata. Like that didn't even cross my mind, and well, I don't know teased.
0: how. It was teased ring of honor
1: that was didn't it. even that didn't even cross my mind like it completely so the, I just, Yuta,
0: the whole yuda
1: shibata flip yes oh, yes
0: that was a teaser from brian danielson versus shibata and everybody's like why not brian danielson versus zach sabre jr y'all they're going to run brian danielson versus zach sabre jr at all in because Zack sabre jr is from the uk yeah he's british brush
1: (laughs) wow like if if we get to see brian Danielson versus shibata with our own eyeballs Lyric.
0: oh my god like i don't understand i'm I'm a shibata stand when shibata when shibata came out that day and challenged orange Cassidy for that all-atlantic belt i cried i cried (laughs) i have watched that match over and over again with Mike Tyson's shitty commentary Oh, but <laughs> Mike Tyson! Over. I forgot he did commentary
1: for that. That match it, was so good, though.
0: It like, was really good. And also, just like, it's Shibata. Shibata's match with you was great. Also, one of my favorite matches of all time is Shibata versus Okada. Um, Shibata versus Ishii. Like, Shibata versus Danielson is gonna be nuts. It's like, I just can't believe that. If you put Shibata and and Davidson and Ospreay and Omega on the same car, I would be honest. Y'all don't really gotta book nobody else. To be I literally making oh, two matches, and I'm good need, to go. I need two Iron No wait,
1: games. no. I take it back. There's a match that I have on my dream match. I think we talked about this in our. I was to the,
0: Okay, you know what? Before you said that, let's just go ahead and get into that. So. Next portion of the show is we're just spitballing. There's a lot of great shows. There's a lot of great things happening this summer. We're not going to get deep into any of it because obviously there's going to be previews for some of the major events. But there's going to be numerous things happening, numerous tournaments, shows. Uh, the ones that um, we were particularly looking at are you know Double or Nothing, Dominion, G1, Forbidden Door, Five Star Grand Prix for Stardom multiverse united show the all-star junior festival um and for a bonus for you indie wrestling fans there's cage of horrors and black sunshine from um wrestling revolver and prestige so Mm -hmm. who do like you know we said that we're gonna just spit out some dream matches some mvps and some breakout stars so yeah what are some of yours for this year
1: um well i think we talked about this in our group chat or briefly mentioned it i'm not sure but I want Claudio Castagnoli versus Shingle Takagi. Like, I want it. Ooh! I want it. I want it. Give yeah. it to me. Give it to me. That's like, my type of party, okay? Yeah. Like, I need it in my life. Like, I think we talked about it, but I just, like oh, if we get that too, like, I don't know how or what kind of storyline would need to happen for us to get that, but I just want it. I need it for no reason. We don't even need a storyline. Just do it. We might
0: not actually get... Even if we don't get it at forbidden door tapings because all the Japanese talent will probably be in the U.S. Well, not the U.S., but just be in, like, Toronto that week. Mm -hmm. I would love if, like, even if they just booked that match for, like, Ring of Honor tapings for that week.
1: Oh, I'd go stupid.
0: That'd be, like, crazy, right? Like, that'd just... You know, because it I think that there's just so much time. Like, you know, I think the new Japan talent will probably get in around maybe Thursday or so. So you gotta think there's a ring of honor, or maybe if they got there Wednesday for Dynamite, yeah, because Dynamite is gonna be so it's probably gonna be from Wednesday until Sunday. So we have dynamite, we have ring of honor, we have a rampage, and we have a collision now so much wrestling though. <laughs> We have a collision all before a Forbidden Door. So I think that even if things don't make the Forbidden Door card, and I just thought about this while we were having this conversation, but like even if certain things don't make the Forbidden Door card, I think that there's a possibility that we get quite a few different Dream matches during that week. And that's so insane. <laughs> oh, the fact that we're going to be there for it? Babe, babe. <laughs> we're going to be there for a collision and we're going to be there for a Forbidden Door, which is going to oh. be really awesome. Um, speaking of Claudio, I a dream match that I have, I want to see Claudio versus Alex Coughlin. Um, mm. Alex Coughlin is, like, so strong. Yeah. And I think that he reminds me so much of Claudio. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously not a forbidden door match, but like, like I said, this could easily work on Ring of Honor tapings or I could work on a rampage or, you know, whatever. Yeah.
1: I could easily see that being on ring of honor or rampage for sure like i see the match graphic in my head now i see it
0: okay look <laughs> a lot of races alex coughlin this week um in las vegas i just i just love piero so much i just uh, i love pierce so wrestling um so dominion i think that dominion is going to be a great time i will say I'm super bummed about the tag championships. So it's- bummed. Bishamon versus House of Torture. Bishamon, please win. Um, Bishamon, please. Please. I
1: beg of you. Like, oh, please. I mean, the only the only way that I would be kind of okay with House of Torture winning is if they lose it immediately. Like,
0: but immediately. they lose it too. Are you going to put them back on the AEW tag team? I don't know. Like and I'm to be honest, I don't want the titles back on FTR. I don't either. FTR only defended them twice last time.
1: Yeah, I mean it's like it's like we were saying at the very beginning of this. It's like I don't know what other tag team to look at that isn't Aussie Open. Like Aussie Open has just been killing it. Like I don't, and I say this as like I was an Aussie Open non-believer. Like I'm sorry, I didn't I I, I didn't really care much about them. Um, but then I started like watching them and I saw them live a couple times. And I, I'm just like, where where was I? You know, where was I? But now I'm here. I'm on the train. And I, I just don't see another tag team on their caliber this year so far. I just don't.
0: They're not. I, I expect it, like, obviously for Forbidden Door, I expected that ftr Open match to go nuts. Um,
2: obviously,
0: we're definitely going to get it at another time. But,
1: man, 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 man. I know. Just yeah. wishing for Mark to get better. But I think Woo! Mark's... Mark's is, I think Mark had a, um, I think his is only like a six week recovery time too or say,
0: something yeah, like that. They said it would be six week recovery. And obviously he's been hurt for obviously longer than we knew about it. So maybe mm-hmm. he has like one or two weeks down of recovery. We don't know.
1: Yeah. But
0: um, I think, I. you know, I'm trying to think who's
1: left. Like, for tag teams? Yeah, like there's the acclaimed. I, I, you know, are, are they acclaimed on the level of Aussie Open?
0: I think they could be. I will say, every time the acclaimed has gotten in the ring with a you know more accomplished tag team, they've held their own. And I think like we won't know until we try.
1: We won't know true. In the ring. And I
0: think like even if like they aren't as technically sound, that type of overness with the crowd, like can you imagine? I, man, listen. Once yeah, the, the crowd
1: would go nuts for that once you hear
0: oh scissor me daddy, everything is over with, like true case closed. Like true. and I think you know, I think I would I, I would like to see that dynamic. I would like to see that, and I will say the acclaimed always has a way of stepping up and stealing the show. That's what they did at all out.
1: But like, yeah. that's literally
0: what they did at all out. Like, nobody expected them in Swerving Our Glory to steal the show the way that they did. Best match on the card. Period. Well. It might be second best match on the card because I loved that trio's match, that uh, the elite versus dark order, but I'm an elite girl, so there's that that. Mm. But
1: I um, mean, I, I would like to see that too. That the the acclaimed versus Audi Open would be a very good match. And, and nothing against the acclaimed, like I love the acclaimed. Everybody loves the well, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, but yeah. it's just more so like I, I just think Aussie Open has like it.
0: Like You know what? The one match that they could run that they haven't run before. The uh, Aussie Open versus the Hardys. Oh, the Hardys are on their retirement run. Like they're, they they said that this is their last run before they retire, and I think that that would be
1: crazy. Like it would be crazy if you know they're on their retirement run. So Aussie Open scared though, because like. My friend, my friend Becky. Shout out to Becky. She almost saw Kyle Fletcher die in front of her at Capital Collision when he did that moonsault and he yeah, landed I right. I've seen
0: Cal- Kyle Fletcher almost die in front of us.
1: Yeah, so I'm just kind of like, what kind of shenanigans would him and the Hardys get into? Cause like, that's... if you meet somebody crazier than Kyle, Kyle Fletcher,
0: Jeff Hardy definitely has your number.
1: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, that, I'm a little
0: so, nervous. So, but I, I think that that one is one that could still be run. I'm trying to think, like in New Japan, who still. Who is still a team? Um, like you know, we got they already did basically Okada Tanahashi, they've already
1: done it. Um mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really trying to think off the top of my head, but like I don't know. butcher and the blade. <laughs> I mean, I don't know.
0: <laughs> don't get me wrong. Oh my god, I'm sorry. But we need the Aussie Open versus the Young Bucks too. Because that oh. first match was like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bucks. Well, the thing is, I will say, they it wouldn't be a first time ever match because they have already wrestled before and it was great. But, like, yeah. no, like a marquee match, I wouldn't mind seeing that. And hey, let me say, if Big Mark is here by Forbidden Door, it would make perfect sense because if you got Kenny wrestling Will Ospreay, having Aussie open wrestle the young Bucks, hey. Ooh,
1: come on, storytelling. Come on, Booker. See, I always—I don't know how many times I told you—you you need to be booking shows, lyric. Like, don't tell me that <laughs> you need to be booking shows because, like, that's how it is.
0: Like, you know, go because the story that's happening right now with the elite—it's not just an elite backpool combat club story. I'm almost pos- i am almost positive this is also a United Empire story as well. So Aussie Open versus the Young Bucks, but I mean, even if that you don't run those two. Like, they could always go against Francisco Akira versus uh, and TJP, who have also been
1: amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's also like uh, Dan Maloney could also do something, too.
0: I want to see Dan Maloney in a singles match. I'm not going to lie. Or, um, you know, even if you run him, I wouldn't put him in a tag match. So I'll put him in a trios match. So, if you're going to do a trios thing, like, imagine like the Hung Bucks, which is. Young Bucks and Hangman Mm -hmm. versus Aussie Open and Dan Maloney or Francisco Akira and um, Dan Maloney and TJP or Jeff Cobb or whatever variation of them because they got a lot of people at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, That's that's what I'm seeing. Um, I also, I want to see the women's and Mercedes being injured does put a damper on things, even though I will say I I didn't know if she was gonna be in Forbidden Door or not, just because like you know it's Mercedes, she's very secretive about her future, which is completely fine. Yeah. Um but I need to see Jamie Hayter versus somebody big.
1: Um I was thinking like mainly because I don't know too much about stardom, but the person that I do know, Mayu Watani, like Jamie Hater versus Mayu Iwatani, I feel like that's easy, that'd easily be a banger, but...
0: I don't think they'll book that just simply because Mayu has a belt. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's,
1: like, it's, like, I would, just somebody that, like... Oh, no! I don't know they wouldn't want. because of the belts. I know they wouldn't because of the belts, but I would still love to see that, like, just... Oh, absolutely.
0: And Jamie has also said that, like, she wants to, like, re-wrestle a lot of the talents that she used to wrestle start Stardom because they've all really come... They've mm-hmm. all been approved since then, which is 100% true. Um, I would like to see her against Yutami Hay- Hayashi. Yutami Hayashi. Shish-
1: Hayashi-, Shish- Hayashi- Shish- yeah. And yeah, I I would that like
0: again. her, I would like her to see. I think, mean, you know what, that I think that is probably more likely? Nine times out of ten, one person that I do know that. Is actually technically a free agent, even though they wrestle for stardom on a regular basis, is Kyrie. Kyrie is a free agent right now. So yeah like, track is open. And so, like, I think even if she only got signed for like not, not even signed, but like she technically like could wrestle for this show easily. But no problem, and Kyrie could wrestle Jamie. And also we have the thing, like that. Nine times out of ten, that New Japan Strong Women's Championship will be defended at Forbidden Door. Yeah. So I think we have a minimum of two match- women's matches to, work, to think about. And so we have Willow Nightingale will face somebody, and we have Jamie Hader will face somebody. And so I think it's just dependent on one, we'll start them, send some talent. Hey, you know what? Mm. If, you know who's a great talent who would be a great talent for Willow to go Ooh. up again? Stephanie. Wait a minute. However, this is only this is the big this is the big kicker. This is the only big kicker. So AEW is a partner of AAA.
1: Yeah.
0: New Japan is a partner of CMLL. A Triple and CMLL do not get along. No. So I don't know if they would be cool with that. They might, though, because I, I, don't I know. They might allow, like, CMLL to have talent. I think it's more so, like, New Japan, that had the biggest... They had the less, less amount of leeway to move. But I do think that, hey, like, if my girl... Like, you know, we didn't get to see Stephanie vs. Willow. No, we did not. We did not. That would be great. Um... Stephanie could also go against I mean not Stephanie, Willow could also face Kyrie. You know, Kyrie yeah, was I actually show. wrote
1: that down. Yeah. I wrote
0: that down. Mm-hmm. Really? Wow, you you got it. You
1: I, yeah, I wrote it down because I was thinking just like who's people who are people that I know that I can, I've seen their matches and I know can put on bangers and Kyrie is one of them. And I was like, Willow versus Kyrie would go hard. I actually thought of somebody that Jamie could go against if stardom sends her sends somebody over, Julia. Oh, Oh my! That that here's the thing, I think Rossi scared the
0: skin send Julia over because if he send Julia over, we might not send her back.
1: True, that like oh my god, she 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 is it. Like she
0: just has it. Like yes, Tony Khan will be writing up her up a contract.
1: Yeah, it's like before before the match like even ends, he's like. Writing the contract immediately because you know, like when Bandito wrestled out, Tony came out and just like, Oh, hell yeah,
0: yeah, he know, like, the contract,
1: contract. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Yeah, like that would happen with Julia,
0: just like that. Y'all talk about women's division, the women's division is. I truly believe Tony Khan signed Julia. Y'all better, y'all, you men
1: better count your days. Your TV time is gone, over. Oh, it's literally it's gonna be Julia's show, like this is the Julia show, the Julia show. Like Wednesday
0: night, Donna, Donna Julia,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Donna Julia. (laughs) No, you're like that. I think that would be a really good match. So start them.
0: It would be a great match, and I will say, if I'm not mistaken, Julia is one of the opponents that Jamie did not face in a singles match in singles competition. While she writes itself, and so yeah, I think that that match would be incredible. Who else? It would be awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I thought of another Ooh. one, but Mercedes got injured. Mercedes versus Sheeta. I feel like that Ooh. would cook, I it would cook, cook. like that would cook. But it's so sad that Mercedes got injured. But, I, but listen, hey, I need it, that I match can. at some point. I need that match. I need it.
0: Ishida.
1: Yeah, With like, no way,
0: I will say, like, even if you do, Julia. I would put Sheeta. Maybe if you don't want to do the, you don't want either Jamie or Julia to take that pin. If you put Sheeta in there for a triple threat match, Ooh. let Sheeta take the pin because honestly, she Shida, she's as good as gold in AEW. Like she could lose a million matches and like it wouldn't hurt her.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that yeah, yeah that would a triple threat with Jamie Hayter, Julia, and Hikaru Shida. Oh, oh my God. Just thinking about it, I'm just like grinning so hard because it would just be oh my god. Like,
0: that's my type of forte. That is
1: my type of forte. Um,
0: Okay, let's get off Forbidden Door because uh, (laughs) we could go on forever, honestly. (laughs) I can do this all day. Um, Yeah, Dominion, the card is basically set, but I don't expect anything to change to happen. Don't really expect anything crazy to happen. I mean, yeah. I don't think Yoda Suji is going to beat Sonata, Mm-mm. but if he does, woo, that I'm would be do. very but I interesting. Say, you know what? Like, hey, it would surprise if they plan for Sonata to be a transitional champion. Because I will say, I've never seen the carpet rolled out for Young Lion's return the way that they rolled it out for Yoda Suji. Like, even when Shota came back, it wasn't like this.
1: When Ren came back, it wasn't like this. Like, this is different. Like I didn't is- even know Yoda was a young lion. I like, I had never you seen never Yoda. I had never seen Yoda before this, and I just see this big man coming down the ramp. I'm like, who is this big man? So, you know, people do their excursions in different places.
0: So, like, Rain yeah. did his excursion, basically, in the U.S., and um, Shota did his excursion in Rever- Revolution Pro. Mm-hmm. Yoda did his excursion in Revolution Pro. Um... So he's been in the UK, so, but the thing is, about Shoda is that, you know, even though he did his excursion in Revolution Pro, he was also, Mox is young boy, so like, he he was a little bit more, you know, well known to mainstream audiences, just based off that. Mm -hmm. when, When he went on excursion, he was just on excursion, you know, like just completely like out of the way.
1: And so, yeah. It's. I had no idea he was a young lion. Like I actually, I saw I saw him and my friend Tori loves Yoda. Like he loves Yoda, and I, you know, asking her questions and you know I, I learned about him. And then I went back and I was watching like old New Japan stuff, and I see him like at like doing young lion things, and I'm like, ain't no way that's Yoda suuch, and it was. And I'm like, but the, like you said, like you would never be able to tell from the way he was presented. Like he came down all big and bad. He had a light up trench coat and all that, just looking yeah, so fierce.
0: The best set of teeth I've ever seen in
1: my life no seriously like that man has not teeth he has teeth T-E-E-F like he, teeth. No, he, Like,
0: I've never seen a better set of pearly whites in my
1: life mm-hmm. if yeah.
0: I ever got my teeth done I would take a picture of his teeth and show it to whoever is doing mine and be like I want that
1: yeah that's, I might do it honestly
0: like that's exactly what I want um, Dominion, what we're looking at from that card. We're looking at Lance Archer versus Will Ospreay. Obviously, Will Ospreay is the favorite to win that match. We're looking at Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jeff Cobb round two for the New Japan World television title. Um, I don't know who's going to win that match. I'm not going to lie. That last match was crazy.
1: Jeff Cobb was fucking him up. Like He was, he was fast. fast. He was, I, I thought he was going to win and then they hit that time limit and I was like, bruh. Like I said,
0: this when it happened, I said Zach Jr. did not win that match. No, he did not. That
1: match. He survived. Exactly, he survived. he survived
0: that match, and he yes. said something too. Like I, I always watch the post match backstage comments, and like bro Zach Jr. he just gets so mad. He was so upset with himself. He felt like he didn't, and like TMBK, Mikey Nichols, and Shane Hayes were trying to calm him down. He's like, I didn't win. I didn't win. <laughs> the champion. I
1: didn't win. <laughs> Um, I like that he uh, knew that though, because he didn't win.
0: <laughs> so we have the IWGP heavyweight tag team title match, which is now Bishamon versus House of Torture Ill. And then Ooh. we have Bishamon, we hope you win, Hiroki Dodo and Yoshihashi. Next, um, the next confirmed match is the Never Open title match. I'm sure this is your favorite. <laughs> Finley versus El Phantasmo are you going
1: to put me on a spot like that this is your favorite it's okay I mean yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to it more so I mean obviously you know I like El Phantasmo a lot but I just want to see David Finley get his ass beat personally um, Hey, Um I don't even care if like LP loses which he probably will nothing against his ability just storytelling wise I don't think he's going to win but um like, I want it to be like a Zack Saber Jr., Jeff Cobb thing where like David Finley survives that match. That's, I, that's, it, I, yeah. I want it to be that.
0: I will say, like, the never open weight championship is that singles title in New Japan history that has always been held by the real killers. Like, the real, it's always been that really physical, violent belt held by like some of the most intense just ugly matches ever. like. Mm-hmm. And one of the best matches, I would say, that epitomizes what that belt is supposed to mean is um, Katsuyori Shibata versus Tomohiro Ishii. That sounds yeah. disgusting when you
1: just say oh, I've, absolutely. Never, I've never yeah. seen that match, but you saying those two names, I'm like, filthy. oh, I know it was fucking filthy. Yeah. Filthy. filthy. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: I just, yeah, I... See. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to see what they have. I don't think that this is going to be like the David Finley-Tamatanga match that was more so one-sided. El Fantasmo is definitely looking to give as good as he gets in this match. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'm interested to see who wins. I'm also interested to see if this has a clean finish. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if like David fin- Finley tries to go for a ref stoppage or something crazy like that. Um, so I'm interested to see how this one turns out. Um, Also, we had the, like I said earlier, the Never Six Man Openweight Tag Championships, which is um, Tanahashi, Okada, and Ishii versus John Moxley, Shota Umino, and a partner of their choosing, please beat Claudio Castagnoli, or Brian Danson. Um, I think that (laughs) match is going to be amazing, especially after that match at Resurgence. And I think that it's going to set us up very nicely for Forbidden Door, which I hope will be um Okada versus John Moxley.
1: I and think that's very possible. Yeah.
0: And yeah. lastly, we had the like I said earlier, we had the IWGP World Heavyweight title match, which is going to be Sonata versus Yoda suji So that's Dominion. Tons of fun stuff there. That's going to be. On the fourth. Like, I will say, we are going into like starting this weekend, we are going into a non-stop wrestling, probably for like a full month. Like my god, you're right. Something, like multiple somethings, actually. Yes. For the next couple weeks. Like, so this weekend alone, we have Impact Under Siege, which is Kennedy, Trinity's first pay-per-view match. We're we're gonna have um, double or nothing. WWE has night of champions. There's gonna be NXT Battleground. So that's four pay per views right there. Jesus. In addition to for New Japan, the finals for the Best of the Super Juniors is also this weekend.
1: Also, yes, it's on the day of Double or Nothing. I think actually the 28th. Yes,
0: and so. After that,
1: I'm not sleeping, we're going to sleeping.
0: Dominion, and you got to think the winner of Best of the Super Junior is, is going to face Haramu Takahashi for the IGP IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship.
1: Sweet merciful Christ!
0: So it's a whole bunch of stuff. Then, even on the indie level, if I'm not mistaken, we have Cage of Horrors coming up. Cage of Horrors is
1: right. the first, July 1st.
0: Oh, okay, good. So we're better. That's that's good. We get a
1: little bit of a break.
0: <laughs> a little bit of a break before. I jump but the,
1: I think um they have another show happening on the the seventh. Yeah, they
0: do. It's not as big as the um cage of horrors, but yeah, still pretty decent card. Mm-hmm. I will say, shout out to cage of horrors. I think that's going to be a great one. That card I've seen major promotions who haven't come up with that level.
1: Of good I mean just Roderick Strong versus speedball in and of itself no, is right. just insanity like Crazy. oh my God I, I
0: I will say like whenever people say like oh the Indies are dead, I want y'all to pay very close attention to stuff like that when and watch your mouth
1: <laughs> watch your mouth <laughs> I mean. I, I will I will admit, personally, sometimes, maybe it's, again, my, maybe it's my fault, based on my scope. Sometimes I do feel that the same people get overexposed on the Indies, um, but I will never say that the Indies are dead. Like, I will never I think, say that.
0: I, I think that people, that might be true, but we also, that people book the same people, because those are the people that prove that they put people in seats.
1: This is also true. So,
0: when other people start proving... That they can put people in seats that other
1: people can get booked. Yeah, but and then it's it's just kind of like a vicious cycle, though. But if like people never get the chance to prove that, then you know you'll never know. But yeah, well, yeah. So it's kind of just like a vicious cycle. But I do understand what you're saying. It's like if you prove that you can put the butts in seats, you're gonna keep getting booked, and that's just the way of the world. But people do also need the opportunities to build that and start putting the butts in seats as well. So, but I mean like. There's only been two matches announced for Cage of Horrors, and then the other three things are just people that are showing up. Um, the other one is the actual Cage of Horrors, which is the Rascal versus the SGC, and I'm not entirely familiar with either um, team, but... I'm excited about the
0: match, because it just sounds like it's a very cool stipulation.
1: Yeah, Cage of Horrors sounds insane. Like, Yeah, it sounds like... I'm like, what y'all gonna get into? Right, like, it sounds horrifying, and I'm here for it,
0: like... Um, what else? We have upcoming show for Stardom, the Flashing Champion show. This That main event is crazy, which means we're going to see a double title match. Um, Tam Nakano, the current Red Belt, a.k.a. the World of Stardom champion, will be facing Mia, Mina Shirakawa, the current White Belt, a.k.a. Wonder of Stardom champion, and a double title belt match. This is not a unification match, but it is a double title match. Insane. You know, also, if you've been paying attention on Twitter, stardom is in the middle of a generational war right now. So you have the old heads versus the young girls. I don't know when that match is going to finally be booked, but once it's booked and we figure out who's all going to be in it, I think right now we're looking, we're leaning towards like some combination of, I think, what is it? Julia, Tam, and um, who else? Is it Mayu? Is she in it? I don't know. She will be in stuff. like she's
1: I, business. I, I honestly, I don't know, because I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't been keeping up too well with stardom stuff. Um, but those two names that you just said, I'm like, well, that's insane already. Oh, yeah. And on <laughs> the
0: other side, it's Micah. It is Suzu, who just got here. But, you know, I love her, so I don't care. Um, is it Azumi?
1: Um, I'm looking oh, at the, it. Oh, says Michael, Suzu and May. May Saruga. No, it says May Sarah versus May hey, Sarah. May
0: Sarah okay. versus
1: Nana Takahashi, Yuna Mizumori, and Hanako.
0: Oh, that's not the that's not the same match.
1: But like,
0: oh. with, I'm talking about like this is just a feud. The match. Oh, the
1: feud. Okay.
0: Yeah, the match hasn't been booked yet, but like they've been sneak dissing each other a lot lately. So, um, yeah, stay real to them.
1: Um, I'm going to stay tuned. I'm going to put my goggles
0: on. I will say Prestige Wrestling has a killer card coming up on June 18th. Um, You have Killer Kelly versus Taya Valkyrie. That's going to be a great match. I'm obsessed with Killer Kelly. I think that she has an insane look. Um, And I think that she's just very cutthroat in the ring, which I like. Um, I saw her for the first time in Bloodsport and she is incredible. We have Nick Wayne versus Leo Rush.
1: That, that, listen to me, listen to me. That's, that in and of itself, that match in and of itself. I, I just, the fact that, like, Nick Wayne is at his level already, and he's, is he even 18 at this point? I think he is, right?
0: No, he turns, actually, he turns 18 this summer, and, like, two days later, he's gonna make his AEW debut versus Swerve Strickland.
1: Can you say any more? Like,
0: insane. like Yeah, so we actually have that to look forward to this summer as well while we're talking about the summer. Nick Wayne will finally make his official AEW debut versus Swerve Strickland and resume their very, very beloved rivalry from Defy Wrestling. Mm -hmm. Very exciting stuff. Also on the Black Sunshine card, we have Kevin Knight versus Lee Moriarty. Listen to
1: me. Oh my God. I know I said listen to me again, but like... (laughs) When that match got announced Black Power <laughs> Black Power Okay? Power! Okay, Black, Black Power. Cause bro. That two of like oh two of just like the greatest just oh my god. I just I can't fathom like either, I can't even fathom that like that even that is even happening. That match. Like oh just I can't speak highly enough about both of them. I just I love Lee Moriarty. I love Kevin Knight. Prestige is insane for even booking that. Like,
0: And we have sure. Roderick Strong making his prestige um, debut versus Kevin Blackwood. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great to see Roddy back on the Indians. just in general this summer. It's going to be a cool summer for everybody. I don't know. Be very afraid. Stay dangerous, y'all. I don't know. Okay. Watch do. out for Roddy. tell you. Like, If you don't have a Fight Plus subscription, you need one. Yeah. Um, Hello? I need but to get one. I know um, also for this summer to look forward to will be the All-Star Juniors tournament that will be held in Philadelphia. Mm. That will be, that's the weekend before All-In. And I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm interested to see how many of the names from this Junior tournament will be there. Because that one is just like a two-night tournament. So that's All-Star Junior Festival actually. I think I would like to see obviously all of the Americans from this tournament compete. So Leo Rush, Kevin Knight, those guys. But yeah. I would see. I think Darby Allen should be should compete. Um, Darius Martin, yes. Uh, Lee Moriarty. I put him on my list for that. I did. I
1: think Lee, Lee Moriarty has to compete in this, con- this tournament. And I think he should win. I agree. I agree 100%. Lee Moriarty, I I don't want to say underrated because if you I mean I think he is underrated. yeah he is underrated. Like I'm just gonna say it. Lee Moriarty is extremely underrated. Like people don't understand how good he is. Like, and he needs to be winning things more. I don't like the fact that he's just constantly losing things. Like, you you have such a great talent on your hands, and he needs to be displayed as such.
0: I will say the matches that he's been having. With Rocky Romero and Ring of Iron have been great. And I wouldn't be surprised if they had their third match, maybe on the buy in for Forbidden Door. So on the pre show mm-hmm. If I wanted to do that as a singles match there, I would not be against it at not all. Not at all. Mm-mm. I think that would be fantastic. Yeah. I think, man, I, man,
1: man, man, I wish Dante Martin was good because, whoo, if, if he was healthy. I mean, that's in August. Who knows? He might be good by then. We don't know.
0: Yeah. So fingers crossed. Um, hey, I, I would say Put Ray Phoenix and those guys In there, but they're they, I think they have AAA contracts, so I'm not Sure if they will be able to compete um, But Like, can you imagine or oh. right, just How to, did I not like, even think about him? What, right, so what? I don't know Commander is still, like, you know, contracted To um, AAA too But, like, man, like AEW just has some great luchadors, and so I would love to see like them or Bandito. Might actually Bandito can't because like Bandito's too heavy. I think Bandito is a heavyweight. Actually,
1: Vikingo would go stupid in the festival, like stupid. Oh my god! I didn't even think about him. Like, there's just so many good people that it just sometimes people slip your mind because there's just so many incredible wrestlers, especially on AEW's roster.
0: Yeah, I'm rooting for Lee Moriarty though. Absolutely. But I think there's a couple guys that should be included. I think I think they need to send Darby. Um might as well. There's nothing there's nothing else for him to do out here unless you know, <laughs> I don't know what else to do with him. Um, anywho, um what else? Five star grand prix is going to kick off towards the end of the summer. July twenty third. That's yeah. actually
1: my birthday. So Yay! happy, birthday. happy, happy birthday. birthday to me.
0: I'm interested to see who wins. Obviously, last year the winner was Julia. She went on to defeat Surrey in a barn burner of a match at the end of 2022. Um, If I'm not mistaken, literally at the very end of 2022. I think what was it, December 29th or something? Like, they ended up up with one of the best, if not the best, women's matches of last year Surrey versus Julia. They beat the hell out of each other. Um, But. Five star grand prix. I'm interested to see who wins. I you know, hey, I don't know what Miss Money wants to do. Obviously, she doesn't have to. Obviously, she's big enough to where she doesn't have to, but she went to that five star grand prix and really worked her way from the bottom. Good God. Like that I would, would love be to fun. see that. I'd love to see that. that. I-, I-, I would like to see this year because which we saw with the All-Star Junior Festival this year. Now that COVID regulations and now travel bans are over, I would like to see Stardom import more foreigners this year for the five-star Grand Prix. Like, mm-hmm. Just because I think that all tournaments across Japan are now going to have more foreigners. So if you have any foreigners, I think, um, obviously Mercedes would be, but she's not really, a foreign, she is a foreigner, but like she has a contract. I would like to see maybe some of the girls from Impact um, because, you know, I know New Japan has a great relationship with them. Um, Masha Slamovich, I think, would oh. be killer. Yes. Masha would be killer. Um, some of the girls have already been to Japan, been there, done that, so I'm not, but Masha, absolutely. Um, maybe a killer, Killer Kelly um. Hey, Trinity girl. Hey, girl. If you want hey, to, if you want to go to five star Grand Prix, holla if you hear me. <laughs>
1: um. Colin King, also. Oh yeah. Kylan King would oh, kill yeah. it.
0: Oh yeah. I think even on the AEW side. Yeah. Who could, um, who could benefit from that five star Grand Prix? I think Ty Millow. Ty Melo would really benefit from a run in Japan. She already has that judoka background. Mm-hmm. And I think like the she I think she would come back a better wrestler. Obviously, nobody expects her to win, but I think she would come back. And I think um, another person who would do really well is Sky Blue.
1: Yes. I I feel like not enough people talk about Sky Blue. Um I think she is incredible. She's been growing a lot. And I think that a run in Japan would benefit her a lot. I think she would do great in that. Of course, like you said, no one expects her to win, but I think I think she'd be great, honestly. like I agree with you. I actually didn't even think about her, but you're right. Yeah. I think Sky Blue. And
0: yeah, those are the ones that come straight off my head of who I would want from Impact and AEW.
1: You know, a lot of people say... I don't know whether you agree with this or not, and I don't even know if I agree with this or not, but a lot of people say that they would like to see Jade in Japan sooner than later.
0: I would like to see Jade in Japan, but she's not ready for five-star Grand Prix. Mm -hmm. I think she would need to go on a tour at a different time, but like that type of, she's never experienced that. Like yeah, the five-star Grand Prix is basically just like, you know, best of super juniors where you have matches basically every single night. Like you are every single night, hard hitting it doesn't matter if you're hurt or not. You just keep going. She's
1: never experienced that, right? So I do uh, like I do agree with you. She's not ready for five star Grand Prix, but I would love to see her on like a little excursion. Yes, yes. no, hundred percent.
0: Yes, hundred yes. percent. I am down for excursion, and I I encourage it, and I think that that needs to happen as soon as she drops that belt. I want her to go on excursion. Um, but, oh, she's just not ready for five-star Grand Prix. No, yet. no, no. Another time? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else who could be good. From um, I think that that's really it. I think Sky Blue is ready. I think she's ready to really test herself against something the best of best. She's really been getting those reps in. She's really been working super hard. Mm-hmm. Serena Deeb. Whenever she gets healthy. Holla if you hear me. Serena Deeb? Serena Deeb. That'd be interesting. Serena Deeb is one of the best pound for pound technical wrestlers in the world, period. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Uh, and so I'm sure she would obviously she probably wouldn't win, but to have that there in presence, I think that she would do great. Um, so I I, I yeah, I think that that's enough. I will say moving back, sorry, just briefly to Forbidden Door, I said that there should be a men, there should be two women's matches on the card, and I'm sorry, there should be three. Because I do believe that the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship should be defended on that show. I agree. I because Athena's just been too damn good for her to not be on that card with the Joe Sheets. And so, um, you know, hey, if you don't put Sheeta in that um, other match, Athena versus Sheeta for the Ring of Honor Women's World Championship. I that, love it. I love my, it. That's my gift to the world.
1: Yes, I love it. And it's although it technically isn't a forbidden door kind of thing, I, still... I mean but last year you gotta think the women's match was Tony Storm
0: versus Thunder Rosa.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was it it wasn't a forbidden door thing at all. Um, but I do I I think Athena and Sheeta would be, as you say, a barn burner.
0: Absolutely. I mean unless y'all just wanna send one of your best from stardom, like you know, your Tommy or somebody like that, please be my guest. I, Athena has flat out said she said plenty of times she wants to face the best Joshi's in the world, specifically, mm-hmm. like the famous the Joshi killer. And so, give the lady the food that she wants. Give it to her. Give it to her. Um, and moving on to what's the? I Think. it is this the last one on the show? Uh, we're not gonna have time this to get into the. The G one, that's a lot. Just know, I'll be watching, and I'm oh. interested to see. But 1st G one, I'm excited. The multiverse show. Um, we better get Trinity versus Mercedes. Uh, yep,
1: I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that was like the first thing I wrote down when I wrote. That's like, really what all I, I
0: got to say about that show. Actually, that's really all I got to say about. Honestly, show. yeah. Did you have any other? Did you have any other comments? I just know. No, because that's the only thing I wrote down. <laughs>
1: I don't know much about Impact. I, I mean,
0: like don't get me wrong, I I feel like a lot of the dream matches we already got through on that last multiverse show, like mm-hmm. you know, Kushida versus Leo Rush, and then like Bo- Speedball versus Tanahashi. Now, one show that they one that they can run is actually do Speedball versus Will Osprey since he was injured for the first one. Now, that is something that you all can give me. Um, Okay. But I think we've already, they've already had, Aussie Open has already faced Motor City Machine Gun several times. Um, I mean, of course, I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Like, they killed it at Capital Collision when you had Uh, Tanahashi and, you know, Okada to the mix. And so, but I'm just saying the only real dream match that we've never seen that I want to see is... Give us Trinity versus Mercedes.
1: Y'all want to sell tickets? Book that match. Man, I don't know.
0: I'm going to be so broke. I'm going to be so broke because I'm not going to lie. I'm just dumb enough to try to go. I'm just dumb um, enough.
1: You to should. Go. That's the week before All In. Oh, I mean, listen. I don't want to be a bad influence, but I'm going to be a bad influence and say that you should come. because Only if, that, only if they book that match. I will. If say... ma- no, literally if they book that match, I will drag you from your house and <laughs> bring you up like there's no way you're not going to that there's no way
0: yeah i'll like, pray on that one because i'm not gonna lie if that match gets booked
1: i have to be in the number yeah. i have to. Be. i don't care if i'm in the sting seats i just need to be in the building okay that's it i, I will, just need to be in the building i will watch from the fire escape <laughs> like i will be I'll,
0: i just need to be there I need to be breathing the same air as the mothers. Okay. It just means okay.
1: the same air as them. I think that match in and of itself like would sell sell a place out. Like just announce that match. And I feel like you would either either sell it out or get real close to it.
0: Absolutely. All right. So in closing, who you get two people, male and female, who do you think is going to have a breakout summer and any promotion?
1: Um, I actually wrote this down. Let me see. Um, and I'm just using... I'm using what I've seen of him from the uh, Best of Super Junior. Seeing Leo Rush's growth, I don't know. I just feel like this is his Whoa. year. Mm-hmm. And I think this summer is going to be, like, a really big summer for him. At least I hope, because I think he deserves it. Um... So yeah, Leo Rush for me is my pick for the breakout star of the summer. Um for women, and I know I've only seen one match of hers, but I just feel like well, we talked about her earlier. She has Stephanie. I feel like, bro, hey. I, need I need to see Miss Stephanie everywhere this summer because I think I think she could really be her if you know she's given enough platforms and like enough shows to be on. Cause that that match yesterday just impressed me so much. Like I I need to go back and watch her matches. on like I just need to learn more about her because she she really got me. And I think she could be her this summer. So Leo Rush and Stephanie Vacara for me are my breakout stars of the summer.
0: Very 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 great choices. Um, I am going to go with Kyle Fletcher.
1: Oh, he was on my list too. <laughs>
0: And I'm gonna go with Willow Nightingale.
1: She was also on my list. Look at our our <laughs> minds, our <laughs> minds. But like
0: I'm going with Kyle Fletcher and Willow Nightingale, I feel like even though Willow's a champion right now, I feel like she has a chip on her shoulder to prove to people that she earned it. I think she's going to defend that belt here, there, and everywhere. And I think that she, we're going to see her absolute best. I think we're going to see. A bit personal best from her that she didn't even know she was capable of. Absolutely. I'm just excited to see. And also for Kyle Fletcher, I think that I truly believe that five years from now, he's going to be one of the biggest stars in the world. And I agree. I think that he's going, he's an amazing singles wrestler as well as a great tag wrestler. Like, I truly do believe that as soon as Mark Davis is healed, Ossie Ropen is going to jump right back to being Mm -hmm. like. The best, but I think that Kyle has always been super special. Like I think I saw her for the first time as a singles wrestler during the New Japan Cup. But then again, I also saw how special Mark Davis was mm-hmm. as a singles wrestler for the first time during the New Japan Cup. The special thing about Aussie Open is that they're a tag team with no Marty Gennetti. Um <laughs> They're both extremely special, and they're both extremely talented, and they both like they both have their own lanes and they do it so well individually, but they work even better together and they love
1: each other. They're doing magic together. They're just magic.
0: And it just shows like you can tell like with some people, their relationship are strictly business and you can tell when people are like legitimately love each other and their family and Aussie Open and United Empire as a whole, they really do come across as a family. And so I'm excited. Um, I will say as a a secondary answer, I just don't know how active he's going to be after Best and Super Junior. Dan Maloney, I just don't know how hmm. much he plans on traveling. Like, if, if he goes... He might just go plan to go right back to the UK or maybe stay in Japan, but if he plans on really getting those some planes and hopping and, like, you know, really getting active, Dan Maloney could change the game. But I don't know, so that's why I didn't pick him.
1: No, that's a, I think that's a fair answer, and I I agree with you, because his performance on Best and Super Junior has been impressive. I didn't know of him before before this and I have enjoyed watching him like even though he did beat my beloved Bobbert but like (laughs) (laughs) but you know Uh, but like yeah he's he's been awesome and like he got to get on them planes and he could make it he could really make this summer his if he gets on them planes so that's a good that's a good pick
0: well Thank you all if you've listened for this two hours and 30 minutes. I didn't think that we were going to be we on here that long. I didn't
1: either, but it was really fun <laughs>
0: There's tons to talk about and there's literally tons more that we didn't even get to scratch the surface of, but obviously you'll hear more from me in future episodes, but until next time, you can find me on Twitchers at Lyric Wrestling. Day, where can you be found? How can the people find you and get in touch with you?
1: Um, you can find me literally everywhere at Deyedai, D-E-Y-E-D-A-I. That's me everywhere because no one else has that name. <laughs> uh, so Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, whatever, that's me.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, guys, for tuning in. And we'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Bye. Okay. So I forgot to record this portion during the original podcast recording that i did with day so i'm going to just add this little snippet on and this is the q a section that i talked about on twitter so i said ask me questions about wrestling or myself and i muted the thread and i said i will open it when i go to record i completely forgot (laughs) and so luckily i remembered before i went to actually edit all this together so i'm recording it now And some of you asked some really cool questions. And so let's get you some answers. So the first question was top five wrestlers of all time. One, this is really hard. And two, um, I will probably change my mind at some point just because I'm constantly watching more wrestling and my mind is always changing as I get exposed to new things. But as for right now, on the men's side, my answer is Kenny Omega, John Moxley, Katsuyori Shibata, Brian Danielson, and AJ Styles. That's not in order, uh, but Kenny is number one in my heart, obviously. But that's not in order. Then on the women's side, we have Mercedes Monet, Akira Hokuto, um, Mickey James, Amy Sakura, and Athena. So. Those are my current top five. Obviously there's some people that i really love that did not make this list. Um, and also this was just based off of like my personal preference, like not who I consider to be like the all time great. Um, even though I do believe like most of the people I picked are all time greats. Like um, there's people who I would have added to this list um, if like if we expect expanded to 10, such as like Edge because he's my childhood favorite or um, Stan Hansen, um, one of the greatest foreigners in Japanese history, are you know on the women's side, definitely Bianca Belair. Um, love her. So that's a question aside, um, the second question was: if you could book your dream card, any wrestler from any time, six matches, what would it look like? And so, I, I um, wrote down some answers. So, I would say Omega Osprey 2. I'm going to be honest, I'm a very simple woman. Like, once you give me a formula that works, I just want to keep doing it. So, I want that one again. Obviously, hopefully, I get that sooner than later. Um, Brian Danielson versus Shibata. Those are two of my faves. Like, I love technical wrestling. Um, hey, if you really want to give me a doozy throw, Zach Sabre Jr., and they're making a triple threat, I think that would be fun. Um, three of the best of all time. Um, Third, I would like Athena versus Tam Nakano. Um, Tam is very vicious and brutal, but Athena is also very vicious and very brutal. So I would love to see those two go head-to-head, especially with Athena calls herself the Joshi killer, and Tam is just everything that Athena would want to be. But I think that she would give her a run for money. I don't want to see it. I personally would like to see... This is a true dream match for me. Mercedes Manet versus Asha Kong. Um, in my opinion, the two most influential Black women in wrestling history. And yeah, I think this speaks for itself. Hopefully this actually gets to happen. But I would love to see it. Um, and I would say... Young Bucks versus Aussie Open versus FTR versus Lucha Bros in a ladder match. Um, This would be spicy. I just, I would love it. I think this one is also one that speaks for itself. And lastly, Kevin Knight versus Shelton Benjamin. So this one is a far cry from the others. But um, if you've seen the athleticism on on Kevin Knight, I just immediately think of Shelton Benjamin, I'm just like, oh, I wish that, you know, Shelton Benjamin could wrestle, uh, you know, Kevin Knight at some point because they would be, they're just so similar, um, and I think that you know Shelton Benjamin helped pave the way for somebody like Kevin Knight, so I think that that one would be cool. Um, and here's a bonus, I don't care, um, I would love Brian Danielson versus Ilya Dragunov. I'm we probably won't get that one before Dancer retires, but I would love it. And I think that they just match each other's intensity. Um. So the next question was, what would you do for a contact Bar? Um, I don't know. Like, maybe watch Raw or SmackDown, something that I typically don't do. I don't know. <laughs> Where are your top five wrestling pay-per-views? Any company. Okay this one really was tricky for me because i consume a lot of wrestling and i feel like one i've missed out on so much wrestling at certain parts of my life because i didn't know like different promotions existed or i was just too busy and so like i go back and i watch a whole bunch of old stuff now so my answers are constantly changing but as of right now my answers are starrcade 83 i really do love that dog collar match um, the Greg Valentine, Roddy Piper dog car match. And I think that that whole pay-per-view is just very special and it's very foundational when you think of creating those spectacle super cards that we expect now from modern-day wrestling. Wrestle Kingdom 10, um, this card is insane This is the card with um, Okada Tanahashi. It's the card with um, Shibata and Ishii. It has Shinsuke Nakamura at AJ Styles. Um, It has Kushida and Kenny Omega. Just a whole bunch of just amazing stuff. I went back and like obviously watched this pay per view, and it blew me away. And I was just like, "This is amazing." Um, Double or Nothing 2019, obviously that's AEW's first pay-per-view, first pay-per-view that I ever bought for a company that wasn't WWE, and so that was huge, and money well spent, and I've given telecom so much more of my money ever since, Um, but that one was just special, obviously the big highlight of this one is Cody versus Dustin, which I still think is one of, if not the um, greatest AEW singles match of all time just because of the story and what it meant and also just the it was gruesome and the, when Cody says to the and I just need my brother you know I felt for it all um, gotta love Double or Nothing 2019 um, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn that was special, I remember I was watching NXT and I wasn't even watching the main roster at that point, like NXT was really it for me, for the most part, and obviously that's where the famous Bailey versus Sasha match happened, and it changed my life, and I think it changed so many other women who love wrestling, whether it's as a content creator, whether it's as a talent, um, or as a fan. Um, I think that that, cha- that match changed the game for everyone, and. Um, Obviously, that was on there, but so many other things were on there, like, you know, Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens. They had a great ladder match, and that's back when NXT was hot. That was basically the only thing that I watched from WWE back at the time. That was honestly the only wrestling that I was consuming around that time period, actually. Um, I was, what, a senior in high school? Yeah, I was a senior in high school. Um, so this was it for me. Um, I loved the Hype Bros, um, Enzo and Big Cass, you know, you had um, The Revival, you had American Alpha, like tag team wrestling was huge here. And also, oh yeah, also on the tag team too, you know, you had the Bob Villains and then Blanket Murphy, Um, that's back when Alexa Bliss was there. Um, And you even had um, Blue Pants, Levi Bates uh, was there. Um, Samoa Joe and Baron Corbin, um, but one of the matches that stood out to me that wasn't Bailey and Sasha or the Finn Balor, or Kim Owens was definitely Jushin Thunder Liger versus Tyler Breeze. Obviously, you know WWE doesn't bring in outside talent very often, but so the fact that Jushin Thunder Liger came in was very huge. And at that point, I wasn't very familiar with Japan. I uh, a Japanese wrestling outside of, you know, maybe little things that I learned during the Cruiserweight Classic, but that was really where some of the wheels started to turn. And I knew that this was something I wanted to pursue at a certain later on in the future, as far as like, you know, getting to know it. I just couldn't at the time because obviously senior in high school, and I was one of those super hyper obsessive students who did everything <laughs> from student council, the National Honor Society? Who was always in some after school programs? I just really didn't have time, um, and I actually didn't end up having a lot of time for probably the next five to s- five years. Oh my God, five years of my life, five to six years of my life. Anyway, but I have more. Uh, I make time now, whatever. But yeah, NXT Takeover Brooklyn is so special to me. And lastly, Forbidden Door. And I think that feeds into another question that was asked of me, which is the last question, and it was what, what got you into wrestling? And I think I would say there's three different entry points for wrestling. So this when I first became a fan back in October 9th, 2006, um, Monday Night Raw, I came – to the came to my city and it was coincidentally the raw family reunion Um, and a family member had went a few family members had went but I didn't go because I was like I don't like wrestling even though I never watched it I was like I don't like wrestling and so like I turned on the TV to see if I, I could like locate them in the crowd and like I was just so blown away by it that I just stopped looking for them in general and just like that I'm hooked and um, by the next week I was just so obsessed and I think Cyber Sunday 2006 was the pay-per-view like the next week or the week after and I I got it and then like it was set from there Um, there used to be this store called Stephen Berry's that would have these cheap clothes and so they used to sell wrestling t-shirts so I would have, like, you know, the Batista, Undertaker shirts. I have John Cena sweatshirt. I used to wear my You Can't See Me chain gang headband and wristband. Like, you know, the Hardy stuff. Like, I would have, like, DVD box sets. Because, like, back then, like, you know, old content wasn't that streamable. But the thing is, I wanted to know everything. So I would just go on, like, onlineworldwrestling.com and just, like, read, like, pages and pages and pages of results. and like, look for videos and, like buy all these box sets and dvds of like old matches um just because i was just like so into it and it's so funny because like i'm the same person now i just do it with like streaming services um and a laptop but yeah that was how i got into it the first time and then i think the second time was obviously when i got into wrestling. Obviously, I never really stopped being a wrestling fan, but obviously, you know, for being wrestling fans, especially if you were only watching WWE for a long time, um, I think that a lot of us have had low periods, but I don't know. I think I had heard about the Charlotte versus Natalia in NXT, and I thought it was very interesting, and, like, I would, um, what I would do is I got my first job in my senior year of high school and I would buy these. Um, I would use my checks. I didn't even have a bank account yet. So I would use my checks. I would go cash them and I like in hard cash. And I would go to the store and I would buy these three month um, WWE network gift cards. <laughs> and because, you know, the NXT was on the network then and like, I loved NXT just so much. And, when I saw Sasha Banks for the first time, that was my first time seeing a black girl who was like clearly the star, like clearly a star. She was undeniable and she was just so damn good. And I just loved the Four Horsewomen immediately, but especially gravitated towards her, like, and I just knew I needed to see all of her matches and I just wanted to support her on her journey because you know you just know like and all of them really like I remember when they had that four-way match and I was just like wow this is the future like in my senior year you know we had senior projects to talk about whatever we want to do in the future and I was just like I want to go to school major in sport entertainment management and I want to work in, like, women's sports, namely wrestling, because I'm inspired by these four horsewomen and what they're doing, and I just changed my life. And then, you know, like, obviously, I go to college, and, like, I get super busy, and, like, I don't get to watch wrestling as much anymore, and I just kind of, even though I'm a sport management major, like, I think in my major, I just didn't see a lot of people that looked like me, and I just felt, like, really, I would say isolated, and so I kind of, like, fell out of wanting to just be around wrestling in the same way anymore. Obviously, w, um, AEW comes around towards the end of my collegiate years. Um, that was 2019. Um, but like I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm one of those hyper obsessive people who was involved in literally everything. Like I wouldn't even come home most nights until around midnight, just because I was always so busy working on campus and stuff. But I remember just getting these glimpses and pieces. Uh, like this black girl and NXT Bianca Belair and I'm just like, oh, I really like her and I remember when the match was announced, well, actually I have four entry points then, then anyway, I had the match was announced for her Sasha and I was like, I don't care I'm going to if I never make time made time before, I'm gonna make time now to like make sure that my schedule is clear for Wrestlemania and I can watch it and that moment was so beautiful to seeing two black women in the main event that changed my life it felt so special and the last time that really was an entry point was at the beginning of 2022 Um, coincidentally Raw was in town on my birthday literally on my birthday and I went and I was just like oh this was fine but like I realized then that, like, WWE, I've kind of grown out of it, like, to the sense of, like, oh, that's my weekly go-to television product that I just want to watch all the time and keep up with. Like, obviously, like, I'll watch pay-per-views, but it was a good time, you know, definitely didn't regret it, but I was just like, oh, this isn't really it for me. But then AEW announces that they're coming to my um, state for the first time on March 30th and, like... I went to Dynamite Rampage, and it was a really good time. The You know, the the wheels were turning. The wheels were turning. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. This is cool. Um, But I'm still, like, I'm still kind of, like, balancing, like, so much stuff to where, like, I can't really stop and, like, focus on wrestling yet. Um, I was going through a lot of personal stuff at the time. And part of that is, I think, what really made things click. towards it was double or nothing 2022 that really like locked me back in 100%. And I had recently um, some close friends of mine that um, I was close with. Like you know, all my friends had started to graduate, move away, and I was feeling really lonely. And I just was looking for an outlet, and I really didn't have one. And I think I was scrolling on Twitter, and I saw this video, this promo from this guy named Eddie Kingston, and he was just like, I, he did that famous, like, um, I try to draw my demons, but they know how to swim promo, and I just was like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Like, I knew certain things about the double or nothing car uh, car because obviously, like, I've been keeping up with like Jade Cargill, obsessed with her, and just like, you know, a few other things. But when I saw that Eddie Kingston promo, it changed everything for me. It was like 30 minutes before the pay per view. I just bought it. Like, I spent that $50 and I've never regretted it ever since. And like, by Forbidden Door when I was introduced to Japanese wrestling, like for real, for real, like really being able to like really dive into it and I really get into this new Japan world um, account. And I just start just that summer, I think uh, that really kind of cured my loneliness. Um, Not cured, but you know, it made me find something else to be passionate about when I just had so many friends just moving away and you know just you know going on their own paths and I was kind of like you know on my own in a lot of ways and so wrestling really was my friend and I would just spend hours and hours watching all these matches and like you know I like to catch up on things even though you can't catch up on decades worth of content well maybe you can if you ask me because if anybody can do it it's me but yeah so that's a long drawn-out answer to basically just say that is how I got into wrestling. Um, There's a bonus question here um, saying, what was the first promotion that you ever watched outside of WWE? And so it was actually TNA. I think it was everybody's. I think TNA was everybody's. Um, If you came up during a certain time, I watched TNA basically from the time I started watching wrestling to when they left Fight TV. So, like, I think that was, what, three to four years? Maybe four to five? Um, Loved it. Like, I loved TNA. Like, obviously, at that moment, like, you knew that TNA wasn't, like, on the same level as WWE, but I didn't really care. Like, Thursday nights were lit. I probably had no business watching it. I was very young, but... Um, I loved it. Like, I was, I think I said on Twitter the other day, like, that storyline with AJ Styles and Karen Engel, that was my shit, man. Like, (laughs) I loved it. I loved the X Division. I loved Kaz. I loved Christopher Daniels. Um, I like the Black machismo character. Like, I was so young to the point where, like, I didn't know that Black machismo Jay Lethal was a ripoff of Macho Man Randy Savage. I was just like, why does he talk like that? And so, um, AJ, I loved AJ Styles. He became one of my favorite wrestlers and still is to this day. Like, I actually got to meet him. Um, That was my junior year of college. And I loved Samoa Joe. Um, On the female side, like, Awesome Kong versus Gail Kim was my first introduction to, like, real women's wrestling. I loved ODB. Um, I just, I loved everything about... Um, TNA, wow, it was the the main event Mafia, you know Like, and like Just like, for example, I didn't know anything about WCW, like I am 25 And so I started watching Wrestling in 2006 So, you know, WCW Folded in 2001 Um, So like I knew Sting Kevin Nash um, Scott Steiner And Kurt Angle, wait, no, not, what well, Kurt Angle, I knew him a little bit from WWE, but, like, those three, I knew them solely from TNA, like, Kurt Angle and, like, Booker T, obviously, it was easy to know them from WWE, but, um, yeah, so I didn't have a frame of reference for WCW, and you gotta think, the WWE Network comes much later for you to be able to actually go back and watch com- content and stuff so yeah thank you for you guys for your questions um and i'm actually done for real now but i might do one of these later at a future on a future episode stay tuned but once again thank you for supporting the mats and grabs podcast and we'll see you next week for real <laughs> bye